Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata on WFAN The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey. Oh, man, those Knicks, those Knicks, Sal. I got to point something out here. And I want you to really process it this way. All the calls and all of the debates, right, all the different things that you and me the last couple of years, but everybody that's been a fabric of this station since 1987, all right, the New York Knicks are everything that you have craved for. Every time you call a host, whether it's Mike and Chris or Schmooze or Paige or anybody, whomever, overnight, you have talked. Basically, the essence of your call is this. You demand toughness. You demand intelligence. You demand championship viability. You demand unselfishness. These New York Knicks are, are a gift from the gods. They really are. I mean, the most enjoyable journey that that I believe that you can have as a sports fan is when it's a little unexpected and there's an element of overachievement and then you get this, this incremental buzz and all of a sudden you look up and they are the top dog and the city is ablaze. Now, I told you uh, about 10 days ago that the Knicks, well, I was after the Denver Nuggets game, the Knicks officially transformed into must-watch. And they are. A couple days after that, Sal, I said... The New York Knicks are officially the best-run franchise in our city. They embody, honestly, they embody everything that we demand, everything that has been so elusive for so many years from the Jets and most of the last 20 years, the Giants, the Mets too often, the New York Knicks now officially run the city. They have a superstar. I mean, if you're not paying attention, I don't know what to tell you. He's a, he's a superstar. I don't want to hear about this 1A, 1B. Not He's it. Jalen Brunson is it. And they're doing it as a team. And, BT, the path is there to an NBA Finals, to a championship. We talked months ago about not putting a ceiling on this team. Talked about how legit they could be with Randall being a number two or Brunson being the number one on this team. Dude, the the path is there. Yeah, the Celtics are great. Okay, but they have two All-Stars too. Well, guess what? So do the Knicks. Yeah, the Bucs are very good, and they have two All-Stars and top players, but they have Doc Rivers who always chokes it away in the postseason in recent years. Joel Embiid got hurt. I'm not worried about the semi-Sixers. The Cavs, please. It's, It's there. There is a path for this Knicks team led by a true superstar in Brunson to win an NBA championship. I agree. I agree. And I know that everybody's... 
understandably wrapped up in the trade deadline. What will they do? Well, anyway, we'll have we'll have time to get into the you know I guess the minutia and, and and what they might possibly do. Let me just lay it out in very very blunt terms. No matter what they do, it's going to work because Leon Rose is the best executive suddenly in the city, which is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what this guy's done. And and the best part about God, this team they've been bad for so long, and they're finally legit. It, it, it's it's borderline stunning. Right. I like I was watching. I mean, I watch every game, and you know, Jen's a sports fan, more football. She's like, the Knicks are really good all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah, they are really good. And it's funny you said even my wife was into the game last she night. She was. Watching Brunson oh. go, going nuts over him. This is how you know. Yes. And my wife doesn't really, I mean, she'll watch a little bit, but yeah. she was into it last night. Well, finally, your husband doesn't have to, you know, yeah. yell about a yeah. lack of a DH. He can yell for, you know, in, in, right. in a glorious tone about Jalen Brunson, who right behind Aaron Judge is suddenly the biggest superstar in this city. Now, th- this team, okay. There's a lot to unpack here moving forward, but I also want to say this now, why I think their their DNA is, it's rooted and it's it's taken root, I should say, and it's strong. Like, it's not, well, they've won nine straight and suddenly, even without Randall, they're going to lose five out of six and fall apart. The New York Knicks have what so many NBA teams do not have. The Knicks have integrity. The Knicks are connected as a unit. They genuinely love each other. Just listen to them in the locker room or on the court after a game. They're boys, legitimately boys. And they've got a professional integrity and purpose that is so often missing in the NBA. Yes, the New York Knicks can get to the championship this year. Yes, the New York Knicks can win the championship this year. And I, I, you know, I was going to even save this for later. I really was. 877-337-6666. I feel so strongly about... Now, it's not a bold prediction that they will win. I want to be clear. Right, I right. think that they can. Right. And I know they're on the short list to get there. You're starting... And if you haven't heard it yet, you're going to hear it today. You probably already did. There is a palpable buzz now with a guy who was on the West Coast, who is behind Jordan... Second best player of all time who might want out. And they might be amenable to trading him. That is LeBron and the Lakers. Let me let me let me tell everybody right now. LeBron James can take a hike. I don't want LeBron. I, I love this team. Now, I'm not saying you can't get somebody coming off the bench and a backup point guard. Whatever. We'll have that discussion next week. LeBron James, now part of this is emotionally driven, but it's also, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think like, rooted in in reality. First of all, I'm not messing with this chemistry. I am not messing with this Knicks chemistry, number one. The emotional part is he didn't want us all those years. He played us year after year. He had a chance to come to the Garden and save us from the slow death that the Knicks continuously put us through, all the pathetic regimes and failed draft picks and awful contracts, and he said, and he, and he really did play us. He took us for the ride. Oh, yeah, maybe. No, no. You didn't want us then. We don't need you now. We don't want you now. I swear to God, I am a thousand percent serious. I do not want LeBron James on this team. Don't want him. I respect that. I understand it. I am somebody who in 2010... When everybody in this city was fawning over the idea of LeBron James, I said, no, I don't want that. I want to beat LeBron on the way to a championship. However, it's LeBron, bro. Like, do they need him to win a title? No, I don't think that they do. But you're telling me if you could add LeBron James to this group right now? I know it's Brunson's team, and I don't think that's going to change. You're telling me if you had a chance to get LeBron James? I don't want him. I don't, now, I will grant you Dude. this. It increases their odds to win the yeah. championship. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not stupid. I, I might know, be a little right. nuts with certain things. Right. I, he makes them a better basketball team, depending upon what you have to give up, and he gives you a clear path to the NBA championship. I'm not here to dispute that. That's uh, that's common sense. Here's why I don't want him. All right, now I, I don't want him because he didn't want us. And when you don't want me when I'm down, Agreed. I don't want you when I'm up. Agreed. All right? Okay. All right. So, but I do want the championship. Well, I do. I, mean, I do. But I don't want the championship to make me beholden to LeBron James. I would rather lose in the NBA Finals than win with him. Slipping in the side door and soaking up all the adulation. LeBron James had nothing to do with the renaissance and the resurrection of this team. Stay out there with with Anthony Davis and battle for the ninth seed and avoid the plane if you can. We don't want you and we don't need you. And I honestly, I swear to God, I mean that. Yeah, I respect it. I mean, I'd have to really think about it if the opportunity were there. However, I don't think that they need, and I think this is saying more than anything else, I don't think the Knicks need LeBron James to win an NBA title. They could do it with Jalen Brunson leading the way. But if the opportunity was there and LeBron said, I want to come to New York, as scorn lovers as we may have been, BT, click. You, I don't know. No, you could have them. You could have them. You could have them. 877-337-6666. BT and sound on the fan. I mean, this next team is just absolutely awesome. They are smart. They are tough. They are, I mean, they just everything about them. They're down 15. They, they play the, hard. Oh, that's the thing. That is non-negotiable. They come out of that locker room, and they are locked in and lasered on every single quarter and everything that they do. They had every reason to say, eh, we're down by 15 last night, which they were. Even I did as a fan. Basically saying, oh, you know what? All right, it happens. No Anunobi. Yep. No Randall. You know, they have really no secondary option with Brunson, who's just, you know, they're grinding him into the ground here. Yeah, and they're taking the ball out of his hand, and that was obviously Indiana's game plan there. All right, the Pacers are a good team. Very good. It happens. And they come back and win the game. Sal, I was beginning to process inwardly. I was doing something on uh, Mets' Twitter thing, which uh, I'll tell you about later. It was a lot of fun. But I'm in the middle of that. I'm recording the game. I'm following. And then, obviously, I dove into the game once I I was on about 90 minutes with the Mets guys. And and they said hi, by the way. Although there's some brought up some Alonzo stuff that we do have to get to yeah, later. Yeah. And and I'm watching this and I'm like, you know what? I start to like emotionally hedge. Well, you know, they're playing so well and Randall's hurt and maybe they're looking past us a little. LeBron's coming in Saturday night, ABC. No way. This team's down 15. The referees were absolutely atrocious last night. Jalen Brunson gets poked in the eye, and not only does he go down, but he loses the ball to the pace to score a basket because he, I mean, he was, I thought he was really he got smacked hurt. in the face. In the right knee. They, I they mean, said, it was boom. They, they said that he was poked at first, and I'm like, oh, let me see the replay here. He got smacked in the face to a point where I was swelling. Yep, he immediately yep. like, these refs have their heads so far up their ass. You can't tell that the guy's got hit. He, seriously, and he went down. What do you think? He's flopping? I mean, it's ridiculous. And what do they do? They grind. They chip. They grind. They chip. And they reward us. And there is no more, des- along with the Mets and the Jets a little bit, but no, but the Knicks- no more deserving fan base. The Nick fans rock, and I'm so happy for us. One last thing, BT, before yep. we get to the calls here. I was thinking about this, and I did that podcast. I did the WFAN Daily Podcast, and I was talking about the Knicks after the game last night. And you know how I feel about the 90s Knicks. Like, anybody asks me, and they say, oh, you're a Knicks fan? I'm a 90s Knicks fan. I, I think this team is is better. It The league is evolved. The league's so different. The, yeah, the league is evolved. It is different. But think about... The way that they play together as a group. Mm-hmm. Think about the role players and do what they're doing. And then think about the star power. Knicks didn't have two All-Stars, like regular All-Stars. Randall's, I think they had the one year where, where obviously Pat, Oakley, Oak and, Starks and Starks made yeah, it. That was yeah, pretty but, much it. But but that's but Oakley yeah. and Starks, as much as I love them, 
They were an all-star. I, Randall, I agree. Randall's been an all-star three out of four years, and Brunson should have been one last year. He is now, and he's going to be assuming health moving forward. Like, they had, even the 90s Knicks, who I love, they didn't have this type of talent. They did not have this. You're absolutely right. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal. We're inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Our friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guarantee lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, Kenny in Brooklyn, what's happening? Kenny, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Get Ken? On. Nice to be first. Uh, I got a quick point. First of all, I'm a Celtic fan. I've called you a couple times, and, you know, I'm a Bostonian, but I live in New York, and, you know. But I think, um, you know, no one's quite clear on exactly what the spirit of the MVP means. Um, but from what I believe it means, and it obviously would never happen, but I don't think um, anybody but Jalen Brunson should be the MVP of this league. I think this guy is the most important player on his team. And, in fact, I just wanted to add on, if you guys were offered Doncic for Brunson, I bet you'd say, hell no. I'm not not a chance in hell. What do I want Doncic, who's basically overweight and a chucker? No, we got our guy, Doncic. Doncic could take a hike. I'm not trading Brunson for anybody. And I, I, know I hear that, you. I know that there are more I wouldn't talent- trade him for Giannis right now. Right. I He's know- ours, man. O- agreed. I know there are more talented players in the league. Uh, I'm not trading him for anybody because I think it's the perfect fit. Him, he is a superstar. Yep. And in this town, oh. it, it's it's just the perfect fit. His father was a Nick. Obviously, you know all about that. The way that he had to work to be where he's at, still being dismissed because of his size. I'm not trading Brunson for anybody. He's the one. You talked about Melo and Amari and the guys that maybe could have been here, Kyrie, KD. He is him. Brunson is the one that came here and has taken the Knicks to greater heights than maybe they've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. I know they got to get to a finals and win it, but think about how long it's been since that was the case, and even then they weren't good enough. He may be the guy to get them over the hump. I fully believe that he's going to be. Right. I I close my eyes and I see Jalen Brunson, you know, Dancing and dan- and yo-yoing and with that sublime footwork that's like ballerina-like. You know, those little floaters. I see him doing that in the fourth quarter. Game six, eventually game seven, NBA Finals, Eastern Conference Finals. Sticking a dagger three. It's coming. Like Jalen Brunson, this, this cat is just, can, he is different. Can I tell you something? So he mentioned the MVP, right? Yeah. What do you think? Because I had a friend text me oh, the last odds? night. Yeah, what do you, did you look at it? I have not. Okay, okay so a friend, the game me, a little bit here. friend texted me last night after the game said, I just bet Brunson to win the MVP. I said, great bet. What are the odds? Plus 700 is my guess. It was 100 to 1. Okay. I don't know what plus 700 is. I always work more than that. Right. 100 to 1. Dude. 100 to 1. I mean. I don't know how that would equate to. Do you have the other ones? So, so that's, it, wait, 100 to 1 is plus 1,000? Yep. Right, so, so even longer. Yeah, than, I oh, said right, plus That seven. makes sense. Yeah, no, I got you. So, so right. I was short. I was, I, wow. Think about that. Uh, right now, after that game, 100 to 1? Um. Well, Embiid's hurt, and who knows how long he's out. Giannis. But by definition, I mean, like, you take Brunson off the Knicks, they're crap. You know, I'm so happy you say that because, to me, you look at the – and our last caller really alluded to this. He talked about the MVP and, and what the award should really represent. Now, it's it's morphed into something totally different. Usually the guy with the best stats on the best team, you know, the right, quarterback right. in the NFL, the stud, the stud NBA, you know, win 63 games, average 30, boom, MVP. To me, I have not relinquished what I believe the MVP should always represent, which is why Jalen Brunson – will absolutely finish top three, if not, you know, if not win it this year, if this keeps up. Oh, he's got a chance to win it. Because the way I look is very simple equation. If you delete player X from situation Y, um, what is the what is the definable drop in performance? Right. Like what is the negative impact there? 
And you cannot find a player in the NBA that impacts his team winning more than Brunson. He is the man. 877-337-6666. Danny Butler, New Jersey. What's going on, Danny? Hey, Sal, BT. Love love your show. Love you two guys. Our first time talking to you. I used to call you and Tiki uh, a few times back in the day. Uh, nice. BT, but like I got to say, you guys are, you know, you guys are just perfect for each other. Two real fans, two two maniacs. I couldn't ask for a better show. Listen, Thanks, dude. orange and blue, orange and blue skies today. We have ourselves a legit team. We have ourselves a legit star since Patrick Ewing. Definitely better, in my opinion. Um, there's no, I don't think there's any sim you could put on this team. This team, they're like, what team in the East? can this team not beat? The, 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 the path is there, Danny. The Celtics are good. By the way, we I'm not minimizing the Bucs or the Celtics, obviously. We know that they're good, but the Bucs are so desperate. They fired their coach. They went to Doc Rivers, a guy who's in recent years choked away every postseason that he's been in yep. with multiple teams. Embiid is hurt again. Oh, surprise. And the Sixers, even if he's healthy, they're the semi-Sixers. They can't get past the semi. So now you're telling me the Knicks can't beat the Celtics? The Knicks, I'm not saying they will. The Knicks could beat any team yep. right now in these. The way the Knicks are play, or any team in the league, I Agree. Yep. They they Absolutely. play they play together. They play tough. They have a superstar. They have a second all star on the team. They have role players that do their job. Uh, it's all there. Now they have to go do it in the postseason. I think. Listen, they 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 can do it. Listen, last year was nice. You know, they weren't just ready yet. They ran into a more experienced team, and I think that experience is gonna is definitely gonna pay off. But I think. Listen, man. Yesterday. They they had every excuse to let that game go. They were undermanned. You know the Pacers are just a you know a high powered team. They held them to 105 points, and they like I said, this team just grinds and grinds. They just keep coming at you, and you gotta love. You know everybody you know, was down on Tibbs, but listen, man, he's done a tremendous job. On another point, listen, turning point for this guys, franchise, by the way, was was it last season, early on in the season, and they were struggling. And there was talk about maybe Tibbs being on the hot seat. A little bit, yeah. And remember, they kept him, and then they went on a, a, a run, and they've never really looked back. But the old Knicks, Jim Dolan getting involved, maybe saying, hey, this is not going to work. Because yeah. it really felt like they were going to fire Tibbs or maybe make a change, and they didn't. And look what's happened now. Hey, Sal, listen, Sal, listen. I know uh, you you were gone for a couple of days. I just hope I, I, you know, I said I said a couple of prayers for you. I hope everything is okay right now. We appreciate situation. that. On another, you know, just, it was just you get, you get like, guys, let me make one more thing. You know, I love when you guys always bring up your old WWF stuff. I know you guys so supposedly got to dress up as yeah, gold not dust supposedly, and, and gold. We, 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 we yeah. are. All right, I can't, I can't wait to see that. But Sal, <laughs> for just for you, I know you know both of you guys grew up big wrestling fans, and I know definitely you grew up with those, you know, collecting the LJN mm-hmm. figures. Listen, I have a, a collector's book. Of uh, the history of the LJNs on page two sixty nine. Oh yeah, I'm in 86. there. Yeah, a young Salicata holding up a Jesse the Body and and Bruce yeah. the Barb. I was like, I what? saw that. I was like, yo, that's 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 awesome. Yeah, th- oh, thank wow, you, Danny. Thanks. But how old were you at this point? Well, the book came out a couple of years ago, okay. and I was in the height of my collecting. And we, we oh, so were... it's not young Sal. It's no, adult no. Well, Sal the pictures, who's... the pictures are young Sal with oh, the young. Wow. But the, but I one of the guys writing the book was like, hey, do you have any pictures that yeah. we could use or whatever? So we use that. Yeah. All right, there yeah. you go. That's a good call and uh, nicely done there, Danny. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. You know, I said to Sal before the show, I'm like, is the sun ever coming out? I know it's a little wet out there and. You know, a little over. Not cold, which is nice. So you can uh, maybe put those windows down a little bit. Let everybody know what time it is. Not Ben Simmons time. Oh, God. Nick time. That's right. Every time we win, 
we blasted first segment. Every single time, the Knicks are back, and everybody else right now in the city is playing second fiddle, including the Yankees, who we'll get to later. Ooh, uh, Yankees. And, 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 and I can't Cash, wait to get to that. Uh, listen, I, I, Cashman's evidently still in hibernation of the cave with the rest of the Bears. It's okay to come out and awake from your slumber there, Mr. General Manager, while, I don't know, a team in your division just got somebody last night that you could really use. We'll get to the Cashman stuff. Nick fans. Nick fans. God, do we deserve this, boy. And it's not the best part about this. It's not manufactured. It's not, well, the Knicks have won three in a row and we're just trying to, you know, get a little enthusiastic. This team is the real deal. They can win the championship. This team can deliver it. Don't know if they will. But there's nobody who knows anything about basketball that can say that they can't. All right, 1025, back on the fan. BT and Sal, Brandon, Tierney, Sal, the Cotter Show. Mix energy is flowing big time. I will get back to these calls here. You know, let's say it's a perfect comparison. You know who, LeBr- who um, Jalen Brunson starting to remind me of a little bit? Who? You watch him night tonight. Are you ready? Yeah. Jeter. Hmm. Never going to be the biggest. Never going to be the strongest. I think he's more. Now, I love Jeter, obviously. I still think he's one of the greatest baseball players ever. I think Brunson's more talented than Jeter. Pound you think so? Pound. Yeah, I do. He might be. Uh, that's why I'm not sure it's a perfect comparison. Yeah. But just those those intrinsic, you know, those those things that he brings. It's just yeah. it's incredible, dude. He's phenomenal. He's just amazing. He's everything you can want in an athlete. But specifically in this in this town, we look for something in New York, something that is not just the, the greatest talent. You've got to have the heart, the desire. And not only Brunson, BT, as you said before, this entire team has that. Watch the way Josh Hart was playing last night. Yeah. Watch the way all these guys going after, you know, Achua, all these guys going after loose balls and, you know, getting to their man defensively. They, they played it like it was a postseason game. And by the way, and I think this is the greatest thing you could say about any team in this town, they will be judged on what they do in the postseason. They're that good now that they've gotten to the point. I don't care where they finish in the Eastern Conference. I care how the playoffs go. And if they lose in the first round, if they lose in the second round to a team that they're better than or we think that they should beat, like last year. Last year they get a pass. They should have beaten Miami. They get a pass to that. Not this year. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to be just – there'll be a new grading curve, the postseason curve. And Brunson, while he's aced the regular season test, same with Randall and Tibbs as well. Throw them all in there. They're now going to be graded on the postseason curve, and that's what matters the most here. That's fair. That is a fair statement. Uh, I'm with that. 877-337-6666, BT and Sal. Uh, Joe's in Rockland, New York, on the fan. What's going on, Joe? Guys, what's going on? Can you hear me all right? Yes, what's sir? up, Joe? We got you, Joe. Thank you, thank you. First and foremost, love you guys. I think you two being put together, one of the best decisions in this radio station's history. First wow. and foremost. Thank you, ma'am. Very, Second. very kind of you. Thanks, ma'am. Who do you think made that decision? Oh, uh, we did. I'm 30 we forced years old. I've been listening <laughs> to the fans. My dad was forced me to listen to talk show radio since I'm in diapers. Wow. Thank you, so Joe. I, I've, I've been listening to the fan my whole life. Nice. Uh, second, Sal, your family stuff. I hope everything's all right. Um, I know the last caller before the break touched on that. Uh, and third, you. and most importantly, I'll keep it brief. This is all about the Knicks, baby. I don't think anybody touched on it. I tried calling in 38 times before I got through, so <laughs> I hope nobody touched on it. But no, I don't think anybody touched on the fact that we held one of the best scoring teams in the league to 105 points without our best defensive player yesterday. I thought that was incredible. Great we point. held them to 40, 
40% shooting from the three. Nobody was making buckets yesterday but Brunson. Our big just held it down with the threes. Hart had no made baskets yesterday. Still finishes with 12 rebounds. Yeah. I love this team. I don't want LeBron. Stay out in Cali with the rest of those commies. Knicks plus 3,400 on FanDuel. Nice, Joe. Joe's revved up. I appreciate the call. I'm going to put a poll up here next break, and I'm going to guess that it's going to be about LeBron. If you just missed it, you know, I wouldn't say that it's a report. It's more interesting slash somewhat informed industry well, speculation. How do, we, how do we even know maybe? that LeBron would be open to it? Like, well, we don't. We don't. Well, listen, we're we're collecting some tea leaves here and piecing things together. We don't. Now, it, they're talking about it on, on certain NBA shows, and I've heard it. I've certainly seen it on social media. LeBron posted something. I don't know what he did on Instagram. Because I didn't even see this until you told it to me today. Yeah, I, I was it, was like, an, oh, it, was an, it was an hourglass. Okay. and Just an hourglass, no words, just the hourglass emoji that he posted. I don't know if, what he did on Instagram. I saw this on social media on, on X. And, you know, it can mean one of two things. He's like, oh, trade deadline's almost here. You better get somebody to help me and AD out because we suck. And right now we're battling for the play. And that's one interpretation. The other interpretation would be I, the trade deadline's around the corner. Get me out of here. Right. I'm just trying to think this through. First of all, I, I didn't want LeBron in 2010. I so, did. So I understand. Well, I, I mean, everybody did then. No, not me. Well, except you. Well, so that, you were the but, uh, the one. Well, yeah, but I'm feeling I felt then the way that you feel now. Oh. Like, if you don't want us, screw you. I want to beat you. Yes. I want to beat the likes of Jordan and Barkley, whatever, like all the top guys to get there. Now, unfortunately, yeah. they never did, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want Jordan. I want to beat his ass. Sure. But unfortunately, he kept beating our ass. That's how I felt about, uh, about LeBron. However, now I'd at least be open to it. But no matter what, this is Brunson's team. Like, there's no chance LeBron comes here. It's the A-Rod Jeter dynamic. There's no way the Yankee fan will ever love A-Rod the way that they love Jeter. Mm-hmm. And there's no way any Nick fan would love anybody else, especially LeBron, more than they love Jalen Brunson because it's Brunson's team. He did you did watch uh, – I, I, listen, he doesn't do it that much. Jalen Brunson, one of the great things about him is that he's so composed and no matter what he's in the middle of, it could be a 15-point you know, barrage in a, in a certain quarter or you know, back-to-back-to-back buckets, N1s, threes, the timeouts. Like He's always composed. He'll give you some of the signs with his hands. He's, mm-hmm. he, but generally, you know, daps up his buddies, goes back to the huddle. A couple times last night, like, the connection last night with Brunson and the Garden crowd hit a new level. Yep. It just, doof. I mean, it's been going in this direction. It's the perfect storm, but... Last night, the wave met the surfboard and just it just rocked it to the moon. It was the different. It was a different sound. A- agreed, a hundred percent. You oh. could feel it. Oh my god, those are those are rare. Uh, Dennis up in the Bronx, BT and Sal. What's going on, Dennis? D- Dennis, how are you, buddy? All right, Dennis is not All ready right. to go. How about Kevin and Randolph, who's going to look to rain on the parade? Of course, Kevin, what's up? What's up? I'm just keeping up with the weather. That's all. Yeah, I hear you. A little, little wet so, out there. Well, I I love the Knicks. I love watching this team, but I have some hesitation. So the hustle is there, the defense is there, but it's the regular season, and not all of these all these other teams that really give this effort. Yeah. So I'm worried that when the playoffs start, this team might not be as good. As we think they are. Well, it's not going to be as easy, that's for sure, as the way that it's been. You know, nine in a row and even winning without, you know, two of their top players. Yeah, it's not going to be easy, but the Knicks still 
have the ability, have the teamwork, the chemistry, the ball movement, the defense, the hustle, all that stuff. And by the way, they've been doing it. So when they go into the postseason, it's going to just continue on where other teams maybe have to rev it up a little bit mm-hmm. because they don't turn it on like that. Look, I, the Knicks are not going to steamroll through the Eastern Conference no. on a, to, no. to a championship. It's going to be difficult. However, the point is... For years, we've been talking about, God, they need a superstar. Even when they got Brunson, even this year, early in this year, oh, they need another superstar. They don't. They have their guys. This is it. And this team is good enough to win it all. You know what I love? I agree. You know what I love about this Knicks team? Uh, Many things. But, you know, think about the NFL team that, you know, is humming on offense all year, and they jump out to, like, 21-3 leads, and they play downhill 28-7, 30-6, and they bury teams. But all of a sudden... They get caught maybe in a rain game or it's a little windy or big-time defense, and all of a sudden it's like 7-7, and the clock's ticking in the second quarter, and they don't know how to respond. We've all seen those teams, right? right? Okay. The best thing about this Knicks team is that they, they don't need to play perfect basketball to compete and to win. They come back on you. They chip away. They never let it get so, like, so egregiously bad where it's insurmountable. You know, now last night was 15, and I, I said this to South Against to a the good show. team, yep. limited with their injuries. Yep, and I didn't think they were going to come back last night. And, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think that they couldn't, but I was inwardly processing, all right, they're probably going to lose this. I it was think, I, Before the game, I thought OG would make it back, so I was pumped up about that. When I saw that he wasn't playing, I'm like, all right, there's a little built-in excuse. You got the Lakers coming in. Everybody's going to watch Saturday night. It's on ABC. It's a primetime game. If they lose tonight, not a big deal. They win. They're down right. 15. And they say, up yours. Refs, you're screwing us too bad. We're going to win. Unbelievable. Can win anywhere, this team. The play from Brunson after getting smacked in the face to come down, hit the end wall. I mean, dude, come on. And that was the moment that I was talking about yeah. when he with the crowd. Right. Yeah, and by that the way, sick. with you know no Mitch Robinson, uh-huh. Hartenstein's better. Hartenstein is better. He's Hartenstein's a better. better player. I he agree. does a lot more for this team. And I like Robinson. Me but too. This is what they need. From that position. And Hartenstein does it. Oh, my God. He's a man. better passer than yep. Robinson. He's well, he's better little, with the ball. He's, he's better. Yeah, yeah, he's better. I mean, obviously, Mitch is a great offensive rebounder. And by the way, we'll take you back, Mitch. Just, just understand, you're probably going to be coming off the bench when you come back. You know? Because you can't be on the court at the end because it's the whole hack of Mitch, which Miami deployed a year ago. You know, he's a lob guy. He's an offensive rebound guy. And with certain matchups, like, well, I'll tell you what, Knicks play the Bucks, and I'm just throwing this out. I don't know, round two, whatever, Eastern Conference Finals, whatever it might be. You think Doc makes it that far? Uh, probably not. He'll probably <laughs> choke it away like he always does. But, you know, like, there's value. Not that I want to see Mitchell Robinson 25 feet away from the rim, but he can at least challenge Brooke Lopez shooting threes. Like, you're going to need that. So Not that Hardenstein can't, uh, but it's... It is a very well-constructed team, and they're getting better. This is not by accident. This is not a mirage. And I think, you know, the real fans know this. Team's good, and it's awesome. Evan, I don't want LeBron. Stay out there. Wallow in the playing battle. Have fun. Give him the crown. I'd rather put the crown on Cohen's head than I was yeah. doing nothing well, he doesn't than, I the, on the, than I would on LeBron's he, head. He ain't King James here. He's, he's just LeBron here, right. or LeBron James here. That's he right. wouldn't be King James here. Yeah, that is true. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal here on the fan. We'll come back and some more calls. And also, we will get to the Cashman stuff. Um, you know, just because you got Juan Soto doesn't mean you can take a nap for the next two months here. Now, the Orioles are, are going for it. And Cashman, that was an awful look last night. Pitchers and catchers haven't even reported yet, and you've already taken an L. Oh, you're going to leave me with that as you you go to your read? I can't wait to get to the Yankees. 
That's a good one. Return of the Knicks once again. <laughs> Turn up the Knicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little giddy today, Sal. It's been a while since the Knicks have treated it. me this way, pal. I, I love it. It brings us together. And not just you and I. The city. We all love the Knicks here. Hey, Kevin Durant. Kiss our ass. <laughs> Kiss our ass. <laughs> you bum. Yeah, you Kyrie, chose the Kyrie wrong too. team. Both Kyrie you guys. Too, yeah. We don't need you. Send it then. <laughs> say it now. As Tiki would say, kiss ass. That's right. It was that bad Tiki or real Tiki? Yeah, I, I think it was real Tiki. Yeah. Oh, how good does that feel, though? Oh, it's that. good. Think it's of, good. Think about where we were two years ago where it was, oh, Met fans thinking they had it with Kevin Durant and Kyrie and trading for Harden, and the Knicks didn't have anybody. Who's laughing now? It imploded, predictably so. Shocker, Kyrie, Harden, KD wouldn't work out in Brooklyn. It implodes to the most embarrassing levels, and here we are with the Knicks doing it the right way, the hard way, making good moves, bringing in two guys in Randall years ago and then obviously Brunson yep. that have now turned into all-stars. And, and Brunson's a superstar. It's fun, man. It is fun. And, you know, Sal, a self-professed 90s Knicks fan. Yes. I am just a Knicks fan, which means I, I didn't leave the torturous days. I did. Uh, yeah. You think I was sitting there? Well, I, I, I stayed for him. I didn't leave all the way, but I couldn't. Like, it was, it was very hard for me to invest in a team that was just so bad for so well, long. you do it with the Mets all the time. Yeah, well, what's no, the difference? Dude, you, all kidding aside, I don't even think the Like, the Jets have had those runs. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it was nothing compared to. They were unwatchable. For for two decades, outside of one year, and even that year, yeah. which, by the way, I had That was fun. The 54 yeah, win. That was a good year. That was a I, lot of I had fun. partial season Woodson tickets that year. Great. I was living in the city. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. But even that year, I never believed in the team. Hmm. They have been so. After going on a great run in the 90s, two finals appearances. They, they were so bad for so Dude, you're talking 20 years. I know. And it wasn't like they were just, you know, average. I mean, I, I said this yesterday. Somebody had like a screenshot of, you know, four or five different starting five combinations the last, I don't know, decade or so. I mean, Langston Galloway. Uh, who's that guy with the man bun? Edmondson, Amundson, whatever that scrub's name was. Andrea Bargnani. Well, of course, oh, Bargnani coming in from Toronto. It has been... It has been, I, I think, the most torturous ride any sports fan has had in the city. I know there's some longer droughts, you know, like the Jets, but at least the Jets get to a couple of That's what I mean. Ch- I, yeah, I you mean, the Knicks have, have given us nothing, and here we are. It's fun. It's, and it's believable because right. it, it, it's sustainable, and they're like the, the, the inner guts. If you lift up the hood of this New York Knicks team, it's not, you know, well, we're just kind of a soft, high-octane offense, and, you know, if we meet the wrong team in the playoffs, we're going to get punked. Because no, we're, it's we're, real no, no. now. We're, everything that you need to go on a run, they've got. They're well-coached. They've got a superstar. They've got another star. they got enough shooters. They've got depth on the bench. they got toughness. they got rebounding. They, this, they're going to make a run. They are going to make a run. Uh, AJ's in Eastchester, BT and Sound on the fan. AJ, what's happening, buddy? What's going on, boys? Three times this week. I feel like you're uh, Danny from Carteret. Like, mm. I feel like I'm uh, stalking you guys. <laughs> Love the show, though. Thank you. <clears throat> um, so, again, I'm so happy. I'm elated. And, you know, it's it's funny. Me, my son and I were jumping around the living room. I haven't felt like that, like, in such a long time. I'm 44 years old. So, you know, just... 
to deal with those Knicks from, you know, like you were just ripping off those names, BT. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember it. I, I watched every minute of it for whatever reason. But, oh, God. And again, then I, then I wake up, and I wake up, and I hear this, like, LeBron news, and I'm like, this guy is such an attention hound. And, and, and I don't want – it's like uh, that guy from uh, Goodfellas. I don't want that guy looking at my dice. Put him in a <laughs> no, bad yeah. no, that, no, that's not Goodfellas. Isn't that uh, Bronx Tale? Put him in a bad No, it was Bronx Tale. Sorry. Put I him in a bad What kind of Italian am I? I'm mixing up my, uh, mm. my movies here. Yeah. I, but, again, I want no part of it. Please do not come near us. This chemistry, BT, you nailed it. The chemistry in this team would be ruined. It, it, you put LeBron on this team – and it would take the ball out of Brunson's hands, first of all, which you don't want to do. You can't do that. Uh, and well, First of all, I don't think it's realistic. I will say, as much as I love the Knicks and do love this team and do agree with you guys in theory, come on now. Like, realistically, you can't be the, – the Knicks fan, this is where you take it to a whole other level. It's not yeah, There's real, no one between with us. It's not realistic. And I understand what you're saying. However, if you have the opportunity to get LeBron James – You've got to do it. Not interested. You've got to do it. I'm not even remotely interested. I'm. I'm. I would never do it. I wouldn't do it. I don't want him. I, I, come on. I mean, I'm, I'm he's staring thinking. at me like he's trying to get well, me to like he thinks I'm messing around. Well, I don't want what, him. I, I'm going to tell you what happened right there. Mm. In my mind, I was processing these analogies that have to do with like you know. Sex? Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, like you if you had that. a chance, like <laughs> you were chasing, well, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking all these different women, and I'm like, well, we're both married, so maybe well, we shouldn't go down this road. Their polls. But oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah can't, I, I don't want to go down this road, but yeah, like, probably not the best time to do it. If you were, let's just say, <laughs> hypothetically, we were single, and in 2010, we yeah. were in love with this girl, superstar, model, whatever, a movie, mm-hmm. great personality, funny, and she turned us away. Yeah. And then she comes back years later saying, hey, you know what? Mm hmm. I think I, I messed like up. You. I like you. You want you, you want a piece now? Like, I'm gonna say, you know what? You're 12 years older. Get lost. <laughs> I don't need you. That's what I'm gonna tell her. <laughs> These nuts are distracting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like unless, right. it's, unless it's Jennifer Aniston. Uh, you know, well, she can knock. Up. She could be 77. I'll go. let her come in. That, that, that's <laughs> kind of the point. Like knock knock. You know, and this is LeBron here. This is you know, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I got you. Don't want him. Interesting <laughs> analogy. Don't want him. John's in Babylon. BT and Sal on the fan. Johnny, what's cooking? How are you today? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey. What's up, John? How are you guys? Good. I have a, I have a quick question, man. Uh, the narrative around, like, Brunson, like, taking the ball out of Brunson's hands, I know early on in the season it was, like, like it was an issue. People were like, oh, like, is this going to be sustainable? I know it's working out now. But what do you guys think about getting another ball handler? Now with this whole news of LeBron and stuff, like, is it a bad idea to go after another ball handler? Or no, no, John. Like John, there's moves that they need to make. I think some little tweaks here and there that I think that they certainly will. They need an upgraded two guard. Well, you've heard a little Kyle Lowry maybe as a backup. Mm. You know, DeRozan's out there. I like him as a two spot. I, You know, you're not getting Donovan Mitchell now. It's not happening. Do you trust Deuce McBride? No. Me I, 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 I don't. I like, I like him. him. I don't tr- you know what I don't trust about him? His handle. There's a difference. He gets a little sped up when things get a little frenetic. Well, and remember now, he's a young player, yep. so I like him. I think he's got potential. No, me too. We're, we're talking about postseason. Yeah. We're talking about big minutes in the postseason trying to win a championship. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, do you trust him? I don't. Me neither. I, not that I can't grow to trust him in the next – he's not a three-year extension. Right. I think I might. Right, right now, no. Right now, no. So they need a veteran backup point guard. That's number one. Yep. And by the way, they're not going to play that much anyway in the postseason. It's going to be Brunson's show. But you need him – you need quality minutes to spell Brunson to give him rest in the postseason. And you need an upgrade in two guard. I like DiVincenzo. Oh, I love him. Yeah, but he's better – 
you know, they need somebody better and then put him in a little bit of a lesser role off the minutes, energy, uh, lesser off the bench, role. Lesser. What, what do you think is his optimal role on a, a team that's vying for a championship? I want seventh I, man. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Six? Seventh. Um, I see. I think seventh is selling him short. Even Chenzel's a beast. I, I know he's good. He's they, they need an upgraded two guard. They need one more guy who can knock it down consistently. Or do they just need Randall to come back healthy and take that step and cross yeah. the bridge and become, you know, playoff Randall? Here's the like issue. Like regular season Randall. I, don't, I would submit that. But do you think DiVincenzo is is a good enough two guard to where you do you trust him? I do trust him. Okay, well I you, trust well, him. We know what hard is. He's not a scorer. So like when you watch this team last night specifically, the, there's no Anunoby, there's no Randall. It's points are tough to come by. Yeah, but those are thirty shots. I, I mean, when both of those guys are on the Randall's getting about twenty, I'm just and saying, OG's going to get about ten. Uh, but, That'll but, correct itself. All right, but if you got to you know give those guys rest during mm-hmm. the postseason, tough man. I want one more okay. two guard, a two guard that I trust because Hart is a different type of player. Yeah, he's not a guy who's going to score. I agree. So, I agree. Now so, he'll have some games where he gets hot, but no, he's not a reliable shooter. Right. So I want basically a backup to that. Where okay. Divincenzo, I like, and maybe Divincenzo could be the backup, or DeRozan could be the, whatever. But I. I want one more legit two guard. I got you. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal. Uh, Adam down in South Jersey. What's going on, bud? You're on the fan. How are you? Oh, can I speak to Gold Dust and the Clown, please? Oh, God, yes, yeah. that is us. Doink. Gold Doink. Dust and, and Doinky. Well, first I want to say go New York, go New York, go. That's right. And before, before I get to the next point, you guys got to be careful with this Gold Dust and the Clown thing. I might have to put a mural up of you over there at BT and Marine Park by the school, by the old schoolyard where you used no, to play. Jeez, you know please don't do that. He chose Gold Dust. Please don't do that. And, you know, I, I better than... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clown, I think. Yeah. Uh, Adam, can I tell you, by the I way, what you, what you just referenced? That's where I – you're talking about by the paddleball courts, right? Right by the paddleball yeah, that, that's yeah. where that's where I that's where I learned to hit. My dad would take me there when I was about five, six years old. That little enclosed gate and sometimes on the paddleball courts. And, and I would actually hit baseballs. Off the concrete, he would throw to me. That's so. I would. I would hope that there's not a picture of me looking like gold dust in that area. I would really hope that oh, doesn't happen. Oh, I think it would be a nice way to pay tribute. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, real quick on the Knicks. First point I want to make on them, as far as a potential trade. I've been banging this for a couple of minutes now. Yeah, Drummond DeRozan. That completes the team. I, I really think that that would put them over the top. Mm-hmm. It would give them that extra depth on the big guy. It would give them that second two guard that you can really count on to score when you need it. 
even though he's a little older, he doesn't have to put in the type of minutes that he used to have to put in. And as far as Brunson, man, I remember watching AI years and years ago. I used to say, man, I wish that guy was on my team. Guess what? He is. He's on my team now. This is the toughest guy at his size I've seen since AI. He is so tough, man. You don't matter. Knock him down. Knock him around. He's going to get up and knock down that three yep. and put the dagger through your heart and put it away. Now, he's not as good as Iverson, obviously, well but he is a lot thicker. Yes. And and more physical. Like, Iverson was scrawny. He, he was. Quick, And, and more sudden, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Jalen's, like, crafty and stuff, but, I mean, right. Alvin Iverson was. Come on. You were talking next level. But I get it. Scott. But I get his point, like that that, that elusiveness and playing below the rim. I, I know guy what he means. Tough. Yeah, yeah. And dude, he attacks. He's always on the attack. I love. You can't love a guy, dude. Brunson has a chance. Like I know we immortalize Ewing, Messier, Jeter, Mariano. Brunson has. He's on that. Yep. Path. Here. I-, I said to Sal yesterday, and you didn't want to hear it. I said that Jalen Brunson impacts winning more than Patrick Ewing. Easy. And Easy. I and I, I believe that. Um, but we'll get to that another point. Can I right. – um, I heard – somebody said this to me last night at my son's basketball game, and I'm like, I never I never thought about that. They came up and they said, you know, I was listening to you guys. I, I know these people. Right. I know them well. Right. I listened to you guys the other day in the car, and I never realized how much Sal sounds like Howard Stern. I'm like, Howard Stern? Mm. Have you ever gotten that before? Uh, maybe once, like a call, once or twice, a caller will call in and say, "I don't, I, I don't think that. that I do." I, I now I'm also looking at you, so I'm not right. I don't processing look like your Howard voice, Stern. but even when I watch on Baseball Night in New York, I don't hear that. Pete um, Boyle, do you hear that? Or you don't hear? Did you Stern? ever do you hear, hear Howard Stern? I don't hear. I don't hear Howard Stern. No, I've hear heard. Sound. I've heard Mad Dog. I have. Well, heard yeah, a, Mad Dog a little bit. I have sure. heard a little bit of Stern. I just don't. You know. have. I, a little bit, like a couple know. of calls okay. sometimes that say you, you sound like, but I don't like. I, I don't I, think so. I love Stern. I don't know where that would even come from. No, I, I, I just wanted to follow up. You, on that. You have I, too much energy to be Stern. Well, I mean, hmm. Stern doesn't even leave his house, so uh, yeah. Sal does. So credit to uh, Sal I will tell you this, dude. I, I have studied that Private Parts movie. You've seen that's that, a I've, great movie. Oh, oh my god, god. Big Bob, and I it's love the it. best. I was trying to show it's my such wife. A good one. I was showing my wife because there are parts in it where Howard is telling certain stories. Uh-huh. On air, and his wife gets ticked off at oh, him. Yeah, like, how of dare you say that? And I was like, "See," and she's like, "Why? You think I'm supposed to like that? Yeah. I don't like that." And by the way, you don't make Howard Stern money, so you better not. And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay." I was gonna, it's, I, was, uh, I, I, if I made fifty million yeah. or gazillion dollars, my wife would say, <laughs> "Say whatever, say whatever you, want. you want." I don't care because if I'm you like, say something wrong, I'll divorce yeah, you, like, and I'll take twenty five mil. <laughs> No, we can't get away with that. Now, even though say, listen, we do try. We push it a little bit. She's like, what have you said? I'm like, nothing. No, no. Sal. It was Sal's fault. He pulled me into it. <laughs> All right, 11.02 back on the fans. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata. BT and Sal here, 877-337-6666. Uh, Sal, i got to make a Randall point before we do that. And I put this up uh, 20 minutes ago, and we're a little more than 1,000 votes in. So it's just getting going here. Should the Knicks attempt to acquire LeBron? What do you think the yes-no ratio is? I think fans right now would say no. Give me a percentage. Uh, 80 to 20. 70-30. Eh, and I round eh. up a bit, but 70-30. Right, okay. Close. Yeah. I know. Well, fans are emotional. They're not thinking logical. I guarantee you. And believe me, I, I'm telling you, I'm one of them. I was ahead of it. In 2010, I said, screw you. I don't want you. So I understand what you're saying. However, if it became realistic, where, they, where it was out there that LeBron says, I would be open to playing for the Knicks. I want to play at the Garden to close out my career. I want to team up with Jalen Brunson. 
Nick fans will feel a little bit differently. I guarantee that. You Not can, this Nick fan. No, you can say Not me. it. I, I don't want him. But when he... No, when no, you, there's well, no buts. No, there is a but. No, there's none. Yeah. Not interested. I know why you're saying it, but it's because, like, you're hurt. There's emotion involved. In reality, think about what it would mean if LeBron came here. Like, we think the Knicks could win a championship right now. And, and now, yeah. And yeah. I and I do yeah, believe that. If they add LeBron. Now, again, it's a matter of what you're taking away, but I'm assuming they're not going to break up the core of this team to get him. No, that, probably, that get would, with, probably get Randall. Honestly, the Lakers would probably want Randall back. I'm not giving up Randall for LeBron James. Randall's is ours. I know LeBron's better. Mm, think I'm going to roll that. with Randall here. Uh, you know I love Randall almost more than anybody. Think about that statement. Though. I hear you. LeBron's almost 40. Would we get Bronny as a throw-in in two years? Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Oh, stop. Think He's ahead. not even the best player at USC. Hey, he wants to play with his son, Bronny. Well, who cares what he wants? Go play the pickup game. Uh, I think, to do it on, under our watch. I think Nick fans right now are most. And I'm, I'm I not get dissing it. his family dynamic at all. No, he's no, got a beautiful family. His son with the cardiac arrest. It. But he's, I don't know if Bronny's quite what people think. And, you know, I mean, I just don't need that circus. You got a low-maintenance team. Now, let me at least say this in, in, in LeBron's right, defense. Like, it was like with, with Amari's team until Melo got here. The difference is this team is better than what Amari's team was, and LeBron is significantly better than Melo. Oh, God, yeah. yeah even at this stage of his yeah. career, I would agree. Now, there's two two aspects to it. There's the emotional stuff, and I don't want him. Do I think that LeBron, and I also don't think this is very realistic. We're just right. reacting. I want to be fair about happen. that as it's well. It's fun fodder for sports talk. Well, I don't think it's impossible because his time's ticking, and they're not good. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to want to leave. He didn't go there to win anyway. He went there to go film movies and yeah. do whatever he's got to do yeah. in Los Angeles. Time's changed, you know, losing. Yeah, I, who knows? Remember, Dolan's still the owner, so I think a lot of players, especially LeBron, remember mm. there was an issue with Dolan. I, I get it. I get it. It doesn't seem completely. The agency has an issue with Leon Rose. Like, there's. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot there. Yeah, No, there is. There's a lot of hurdles. I don't think it's impossible, but I don't think it's going to happen. But and e- e- even with that being said, I do think LeBron, because he is a brilliant basketball person, performer, he wouldn't come in here and, you know, take the, the steam away from Brun- – he would fit in seamlessly. Right. He would check the ego at the door. There you go. I, I know he would. I know he would. I grant him that because he's he's an artist, right? Here's why I really don't want him, though. If the Knicks win... It'll be about him and not the Knicks. I'm going to be at that parade, and you're going to be next to me. Right. And we're going to be holding 40s covered up in brown bags. <laughs> what is it, 1994? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, pretty much. We're going to get to finish the party like we didn't back yeah. in 94 when we were actually drinking those 40s. i got to make it a surfside, but yes. Okay, okay. there you go. Yeah. Just bag it right. up, and you're not going to get a summons, although right. at that point you can smoke yeah. whatever you want now. It's probably get yeah, we got nothing. a lot of cop friends, You don't get arrested if you, if you actually assault somebody. I know. And not to make light of that, but... So I'm sure we can drink freely. Right. And LeBron passes by on the float, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Oh yeah, I got my first Knicks championship of my lifetime. It's not gonna feel the way I need it to feel because he stole it. <laughs> I don't want it to be you, about. I don't want it to be I about know. him because he is such a glory hunter. Your point right there was great. Your point it's gonna be about him. That yeah. was fantastic. You know what I mean? TV. No, I do. I'm not alone. All kidding aside, and I try to play devil's advocate here, like. At my core, I agree with you. Like I said, I, I never want – I, I think it cheapens it. Same thing with chasing yes. – K. even with KD and Kyrie, even though it would have been a little different, it still would cheapen it to me that you go out there and get all these big players and then go win. I'd rather do it the way the Knicks are doing it, the hard way, the right way. They got the right guy, and they're turning into a super you – know, Brunson has turned into a superstar. Randall has turned into an all-star and they're turning into a great team. That It gives me goosebumps thinking about it. That's the right way. Now, it's the hard way, 
but it's the right way. So a core principle in me agrees with you. However, mm-hmm. you don't cut off your nose to spite your face. If you have a chance to get LeBron James and he's willing to come here and it could be the difference in like actually winning a championship or dreaming about winning one, you'd have to consider it. I don't want him. Gabriel's in <laughs> Queens, BT and Sound on the fan. Gabriel, what's happening? Gabriel. Oh, All right. God. I mean, come on, dude. It's two today. How about Chad and Massapequa? Well, good morning, Chad. Good morning, guys. Uh, long-time listener. Sal, you got to practice your hey nows if you want to do the Howard yeah, thing, right? right. No, I don't, uh, but thank you. I hear you. BT, uh, long-time fan. Um, just a couple points on the Knicks, of course. I had called in a couple weeks ago, and everybody was real pessimistic when that trade went down, and I was one of the only ones that was optimistic about it, bringing in OG and Precious, too, off the bench, which gives us depth now when Mitch and them come back. Mm-hmm. I'm a long-time Knicks fan. Going back, I'm a garden guy, right? So yep. Rangers-Knicks are my yep. first two teams. Haven't seen an 11 like that since the big guy hanging up there. Mm. The, the aura, the feel, you know, everything is different since, you know, McDaniel and Mason. Those were my days, right? So, right. Same here, man. My only concern, and I'll ask you this. First, I don't want LeBron, after what he did to us at the Boys and Girls Club in Connecticut, flirting again like he was going to come to us as in a tri-sit area. Ah, you got sucked in, Chad. You got sucked in. Yeah, I did. But you know what? That, no, you don't, you're not going to hop onto the train. Because <laughs> my biggest thing with him is chemistry, affecting the way this family, this team is as a group. And my concern, my question for you guys is, when and if Mitch comes back, then Precious goes back. We're looking at a good second unit. But is this guy going to sulk? Is he going to be, you know, is he going to be like a baby on the bench that he's only getting 12 and 10 when they're protecting him and Isaiah is obviously the star, Hardenstein's the number so. one guy I, now? Chad, I think he's a good guy. I think he is. No, no, I think he would be. He's shown, Chad's right, I think he's shown. Mitch? Yeah, he's been a, he's been a baby at times. I don't see that. Oh, talking about how he he could do more offensively. They don't let him. I mean, come on, Mitch. No, you can't. You just don't have the skill set. But he was upset about that. There's always something on social media. I liked him. I'm with Chad. I think that that could be an issue if they have him come back as he should on the bench. He's coming off the bench. He's not. Uh, I mean, he's not supplanting Hartenstein. Hartenstein's the man. I love Hartenstein. They got to get him signed. Is what they need to do. Go ahead, Chad. He said it's again. I, I I think that he's a he's a key piece on this team. And oh thank you for the call. God. Yeah, appreciate the call there. What is Mitch making here? I know it's not terrible. Hartenstein has turned into. I mean, you God, know, he's awesome. A blessing in disguise that Mitch went down. You never want to see injuries, but you yeah. would not know that Hartenstein was this good. You know, you could you could maybe do it for a couple of weeks. He's done it now regularly here, consistently. He is a stud. No, he really is. Uh, you know, when you one of the days you were out last week, Sal, uh, there was the day that I did the I opened up with how the Knicks are the best run franchise in New York. Now. Tuesday, I think that was. That yeah, was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, and you know, one of the things it wasn't the first thing I pointed to because I don't want to bore anybody with numbers, but the the Knicks finances are in amazing shape. Now I know they'll change a little bit when OG resigns, and he will. But this year, the Knicks are, I want to say, 15th or 16th in salary cap. You know, next year, they're right in the middle of the pack, 16th. And then the year after that, they're like 17th. So think about think about the ramifications. Now, we knew it at the time. And there were actually people, and I couldn't believe this, Knicks Twitter or whatever people on social media, that didn't like the trade. Dude, think about the ramifications financially with that trade. The trade for for uh, Ananobi. Oh, that was the yeah. Well, oh, they God. were locked down to R.J. Barrett, who didn't fit the team. They yep. were going to have to pay quickly. Who again? Not that he didn't fit the team, but you're going to have to overpay for for him as well. 
if for two guys who didn't fit, now you just have to pay Ananobi who fits like a glove he with does. this team. He does. I mean, Dante DiVincenzo's this year is making 10-9, and then for the next three years, through 26, his entire prime, he's making 11.4, 11.9, 12.3. That's amazing. So what's the deal with Hartenstein? They're gonna now. Mitch has a he signed a two year deal. Hartenstein, which is up after the season. Okay, he, there's no player option, no team option. Like they're gonna have to negotiate. Okay, and Mitch signed a what? A four year deal. Mitch signed four years. This is year two, and I believe it was sixty ish. Patty, was it sixty? Sixty on the button. There you go. Thank you. See, is that I would look to unload him. Yeah, I would too. The thing is, though, the numbers go backwards. Like so, this year he's at fifteen point six. The next year fourteen, and then the year to that twelve nine. Usually Still, it escalates. No, I know. I'm fine with it, but but I want Hartenstein. Me too. And he's probably going to get paid. You know, you're paying Mitch as a starter, right? You, yeah, yeah, oh, but, yes. But Hartenstein's yes. going to want at least comparable. I don't know what he's going to get somewhere else, but you, you, you can't lose him. It, he's can, much more valuable to this team than Mitchell Robinson. That's the point. Agreed. This is a crazy question, and you, know, you, don't, you don't know the answer until he even gets a chance, but... If Hartenstein, like, say he gets the contract done, and, and I know he loves it here, mm-hmm. and opening night he's the starting center, can he be an all-star? I mean, a guy guy gets 14 rebounds every night? Yeah. Block shots? I mean, probably not. Why not? you, know, you got to have some kind of offensive game, don't you? I mean, he's, you know. An all-star, though? Hard to make the all-star. I was saying this, too, last night on that podcast. Like, making an all-star game in baseball, it used to mean a little bit more. Now it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Football doesn't really mean Don't anything. It's football. more about all pro there or whatever. You won't watch the Pro Bowl game. Uh, I won't watch one second. No, no, me neither. But So that means nothing. But being an NBA all-star, yeah. it means something. I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. And it is hard to There's be. There's not many randoms. Right. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's actually surprising to me. Randall's made it three of four years. Uh, Dude, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. I agree with that. How about Anthony and Manalapin? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Lance, what's happening? Hey, boys, what's going on? How are we doing? We are doing well. How are you doing today? Everything okay? Everything would be better, BT, if you would just, whatever you drank this morning, not do it again. Because <laughs> to not to sit there and say you wouldn't want LeBron James on this team is insanity. I want It's him. insanity. Okay, great. I don't want him. How could you sit there and say that if you're a real diehard? 
It's been 36 years for me. Okay. I have sat here to the Ronaldo Balkman. Me too. No, Raymond Felton. Me too. Like well, Fel- no, whoa, whoa. Don't, 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 hit, don't hit Felton with a stray. Well, oh, put him in the same Felton, sentence with that Balkman. That was our best point guard until Brunson <laughs> never came. Could you imagine? That's the best point guard I've ever seen, maybe besides Stefan Marbury, mm-hmm. until this godsend came here. Yes, yes, and, and he is a godsend. With this team, yeah. we could actually pop, not, it was a rumor, we all know that, but the possibility of even coming close to landing LeBron James, you're, you're a championship team, you're, don't there, want you're him. in it. I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want him. For what, you don't like him? I don't I, I don't particularly like him. If you want, I don't really like him that much, if you want me to be See, honest with I you. I can't stand him. I'll have his jersey in every color. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, fuck, that's fine. championship, so, and, no, listen, and, and hold on a sec, bud. That's fine, but what Anthony from Benalapin is saying, he doesn't have an ounce of pride. That's what, he's tell, that's what you're telling me. I, I guess I have none. Yeah. Why, why? I want championships. Yeah. I hear How you. How many have you seen? I got you. How I, many have you seen? I, listen, I think they well, can. With the Knicks, zero. I think they could get there without him. I do. I know, but he. He he does make it easier. You he realize does, that. I, I I agree with that. I know he makes it. I'm not. He's a he's like the beast. like right now. I'm good. No, right now we do truly believe. Like I don't think this is a house of cards by any stretch. We truly believe the Knicks can compete for a championship. Yes. However, if they had LeBron, they are now like front and center to win a championship. Again, depending on what what they give up. Right, and... but still, but even so, yeah. They're not giving, giving up Brunson, and, and you're not giving up Andrew uh, Exactly. So, the, minimum. So, with those, with LeBron here uh-huh. and that core still intact. You're right. They, they are all of a sudden, the Sixers in the rear view, the Bucks, Celtics, you know, at least on par, maybe even them in the rear view. Like, well, let me just answer this call real quick. Hello, who is it? Oh, not interested? Yeah, no, still not interested. Thank you. Who's that delay? That was not interested calling again. You can present this in as many ways as you want. Dude, you're telling me you're not interested. interested. You're not interested in a championship? No. What I'm telling you is I'm not interested in LeBron James hijacking my first Knicks championship. That I want no part of. Zero. 877-337-6666. How about... uh, how about Paris in Hoboken? What's happening, Paris? Hey, what, what's yeah. up, fellas? How we doing? Hi, Paris. Hey. I don't know about you guys, but last night watching the Garden and watching the emotion of Jalen Brunson, it was like 32 years just passed by my eyes, and I just sat there shirtless because I'm going crazy in my shirtless. living room while my family's sleeping. And I'm like tearing up to this guy, Jalen Brunson, because that's how much he means to the city. That's how much he means to us fans. And I know we're talking about LeBron. Forget him, man. We got our two superstars. Thank we God. finally have our two superstars. Yeah. And to talk about LeBron is just disrespecting Randall, man. We got them, and we got to build on what we have now because we have something special, and we can do it with this team, man. Right, and it sounds great, Paris, and thank you for the call. And I do understand what you're saying. However, you know, as I said earlier, now this Knicks team will be judged on a postseason curve. Things have gotten real. And there's a different level of evaluation when we're talking about postseason now because Brunson and Randall and Tibbs and Ananobi and Hartenstein, all these guys are going to be held to the highest standards that they set in mm-hmm. the regular season in the postseason. And there are still a lot of question marks if they could do it. They have to prove it. LeBron James doesn't have to prove anything because he's already done it. He's done it in multiple spots. He's done it multiple times. We know what LeBron is going to be in the postseason. I'm not, again, I'm not saying go out there and go get him. I'm just saying if he was open to it and it was a realistic possibility, which I don't think it will be, 
you'd be foolish to not be open to the idea of, of yeah, bringing him in. Yeah, I would be foolish, but I will, I will, I will, I will be foolish and go to my grave with dignity. The and, man, did, yeah. the man's, the man, and and championship list. Uh, that's fine. It's it's it was his decision. Of course, I don't begrudge him for it. Yeah, in real time, it bothered me, but you got to do what's right for your career, for your family. I get it, but like I said to start the show, LeBron James didn't want us when we were down. We don't need you on the come up. <laughs> I love it, man. You know I what I mean? So, yeah, I know what you mean. Can I throw one other thing out there real fast about, about Randall <laughs> on the come up? I get it. Uh, I get Randall. Okay, so listen, Randall eventually, and the news yesterday was was favorable. They're going to reevaluate two to three weeks. Obviously, that that really, I don't want to say 0%, but that significantly lessens the possibility of surgery, which obviously means, for the most part, he's coming back this year. That was a dose of good news. Okay. But until he's back, he's not back. Assuming he's back and he's back in a month or so, I think that this could be a really good thing. Because the one thing about Randall, as as he gets to the uh, the playoffs here, there's just this this crazy fall in production. Now the ankle last year, the Hawks series had nothing around him. I get that he had to you know monopolize the ball, and that's not generally his best skill set. But don't you think that the chances skyrocket, provided he comes back fully healthy when he Fresh. does? If he misses 15, 18, 20 games, and he's and he gets six or seven to get the rust off, and then he rolls into the playoffs, don't you think this will be the most energized? fresh Randall that we've seen since he got here? I, I'd hope so. And I think either way, there, I don't want any excuses this year. But, yeah, it could be a blessing in disguise. Now, you never want him to go down, especially when he did with the Knicks rolling here. But it does show you two things. One, how they can survive without him. And number two, maybe keep him fresher than he normally would be going in the postseason. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal here on the fan. Brandon, Tierney, Sal, Licata, Cashman. Did not get the memo that the baseball season, the offseason, is still here as he sleepwalks and slumbers through another mistake. We'll get to that as well. All right, BT and Sal on this Friday. Obviously, next week, a lot of football. But right now, the Knicks are the light that is burning brightly throughout the city. And it is about time. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal here. I'm going to push that Cashman stuff back to a little later. And it genuinely, I saw, I was actually on the Metcast when I was doing right. it, uh, the Twitter space, and that was a lot of fun. Met fans were bringing it respectfully, but, you know, they, they were they were wired up as I thought they would be. And that's how I learned about the Burns deal. And I was pissed. Like, mm. and when you dive deeply into Did they the, get on you for it, the Met fans? No, no, not really. Not Ooh, really. You got you know, a couple of Yankee barbs. Uh, I was going to tweet some stuff last oh. night. I was like, you know what? Let's just enjoy the Knicks for the night. I'll get BT tomorrow. Well, about the Burns. Ooh, yeah, we're going to get there later. Yeah. We'll get to it later. And it really, I mean, I was i was very much bothered by it in real time. Then when I did some investigating, like who they gave up, I'm not saying they gave up scrubs, but man, Cashman just, he missed this one. I don't even know if he was in play. Like, did he even have a conversation? We'll get to that later. I do want to push that a little later to the show because this next stuff is popping. All right, 877-337-6666. And it's popping because I believe, and I don't want to speak for Sal, but I believe that, uh, obviously, if Randall doesn't come back, that changes things. Working Randall into the equation, I believe the Knicks can win the championship without a single, without an additional move. Yeah, which is I crazy. That. Uh, to me, like I believe they could be a championship team. I also believe they need upgrades here to get through the postseason. We're, I still don't want to get ahead of ourselves to a point where we're ignoring the reality is they, they need to be judged on what they do in the playoffs, it's a different animal. We've seen that. They need to carry these high standards now into the postseason. 
I think they need a veteran backup point guard. I think they need a significant upgrade in two guard to solidify a championship run. But I do think this team could win a championship with Brunson being the superstar player that he is and Randall being the second best player. On the Can team. I also say one more thing before we get back to these phones? And I just said it just in case you're new to the show or you more so you tuned in today. Uh, for the first time, although I'm sure there's some people listening for the first time, and if so, thank you for coming in, BT and Sal. I think that if we're not careful, we will be in the early stages, perhaps, of doing something that we should not do as a city, and that is not enjoying the ride. Now, I say I believe the Knicks can win a championship because I want people to understand how much I believe in them and how viable I truly believe that they are. But what I'm not about to do is make every day about championship or bust. Right. Because when you do that, you don't enjoy the ride. And this next ride so far has been as pleasurable as any sporting ride I've had in a long time. Agreed. And I will say that a lot of times fans, even us you know, this year, not you and I specifically, but you know, New York Knicks fans in, in this case, and we were like, ah, well... If you can't win a championship, what's the point? And are they going to get another big-time star? Yeah, this team's good and Brunson's good, but they need a star to be taken seriously. If you have that thought process, you've been missing out. Yes. And now it's it's not too late, but, I mean, you missed already a fun ride so far. So hop on and, and take it for whatever it is. And like I said, you ride it through the regular season, and then it's going to be a new season. And we evaluate based on the playoffs. It's going to be a whole new ball game here. And don't you think they've showed us that they can win so many different ways? Like, they go down to Charlotte, and Charlotte sucks, and mm-hmm. they didn't even really care to compete. Remember when they're, when uh, Clifford, actually, mm-hmm. oh, we know him well, when Clifford got thrown out, uh, you got, you know, three, ball was what they're laughing. Like, they, they're not even professionals down there yet. They're too young, and they're banged up. So Knicks were supposed to blow them out. They did. Uh, before that, a big-time Denver team come, albeit on the end of a lengthy East Coast trip for them. The Knicks jump on them from the get-go, and they punk them. Last night, they're down by 15. They show the moxie to battle back. Like, they're not front runners. They don't have to jump out ahead and coast. The Knicks can win any style fight, and, and that is just, that's a lot of fun. You know I was just thinking, BT? What's that, sir? I, I would love to, because I was going to say, in my mind, I'm like, I wonder if, if you could talk to Tibbs, like, off the record and get the truth if he thinks this team's got it. You know how, like, certain coaches will know. Yep. If they've got or not. And I was like, well, Tibbs will never admit it. Then I was like, maybe we uh, see if we can get the JVG on and see if Van oh, Gundy would give us. Phenomenal. Right? I mean, he'd be one to, to get. He's a straight shooter. Yep. No longer with ESPN, right? Yeah. That yep. I know of. Freed from there, yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I look up to Van Gundy. I'd love to get his love take him. on this Knicks team to see what he thinks they need or how legit they are. We will work on that. Hoff, let's get that done hopefully next week. Stevie's in Ron Conkable. What's going on, Steve? BT and Sal, how are you? Hey, how you guys doing today? I had Steve. a long way in on my Knicks today. What's up, Steve? Mm-hmm. Hey, you sound uh, thrilled. I just thought it was so funny when Sal said before that the wives started getting involved. You know it's a serious season <laughs> when the wives start getting involved. Yeah. I thought that was hysterical. Mine was moving around on the couch a little bit when Vincenzo was hustling down the sidelines doing his thing and everything. So it was, it's, a, it's a good thing to see on TV. It's, it's good for my sons to see and, and it's becoming a family thing at home now with the Knicks and everything, which is nice to see. Nice. Um, the one... The one thing I want to bring about about LeBron is I feel like the LeBron thing might turn into an Aaron Rodgers thing, and I don't want to see that for the Knicks. You know, I feel like they're blossoming in all different kinds of ways, and I like to see them keep building and stuff. And uh, one thing I wanted to bring up about Vincenzo highlight the other night was uh, when Sexton was giving Brunson the business the other night, and Vincenzo got that big steal, and he went up and he took he took Collins and he took uh, Sexton to the rack. Yep. And I thought that was a big team move, and and it just showed a lot of a lot of you know 
what I've been looking for in this team for a long time, a lot of attitude, you know, all that kind of stuff, and i like to see more of that. And I had uh, two names that I wanted to bring up real quick for the Knicks, mate. Uh, you know, I liked Bridges the other night. I liked what I saw, but I feel like he's more of a project. Um, project? I think we need more of like an established. You get no word shot at getting Bridges anyway. Yeah, that's not happening yeah. now. But and he's not even a project. But I, I, I think I get your point. But that's not going to happen. And, Who else? Yeah. And 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 I'd like to see either Karis Levert would be a great ad. Yeah. Or I was, and I would like either and and if and if um, Julius isn't coming back, maybe we can look at Brandon Ingram too. Maybe that would work. You know, or Interesting even names. Cam Thomas. Well, if Julius, that, if Julius is not coming Steve. back, they've got issues. Yes. It's one thing to get to the postseason and maybe win around. They cannot win a championship without Julius. No, I agree. I agree with that. Now, as far as Karis LeVert, I've always liked him as a player. But that's, a t- that's the type of guy that, yeah, that's the type of guy that I'm talking about. They yeah. need, you know, maybe somebody that could create their own shot in a pinch. I know it's Brunson is the is the number one, and I know Randall obviously has game as the number two. I'm fine with that. He doesn't have to be a, a, an all-star player. And OJ, don't forget about OJ. Right, um, right. So but really I'm saying a guy, guy off the dribble, create yeah. your own shot maybe, knock down a big shot. That's that, why I like DeRozan. Yeah, you know, I'm fine with that. That's a type of two guard. But LeVert, I think, fits that as well. Yeah, a guy could fill it up a little bit. Yeah, no, those guys fit the bill. Uh, Omar, Omar in Brooklyn, let's go. Uh, <laughs> how is uh, First, BD. I totally agree with you. There is like in the in the beginning of the season, I told everybody that the Lakers are not going to be even making the playoffs. LeBron James is finished. Call it the way it is. It's not forty years old, LeBron James. He can put thirty on the day, but the reality is, and last night is a perfect proof of it that LeBron James is a finished product. He can't defend. He is a liability. And the Lakers, he want to fire his head coach that went to the Western Conference Final without him and without the top five player, Anthony Davis. They beat the best side in Boston. To just prove a point, LeBron you are done. Call it the way it is. LeBron is a finished product. I don't need no 40-year-old LeBron James for any Julius Randle. Stop disrespecting Julius Randle. Please, Knicks fan, you ain't no winning no championship without Julius Randle. That's a fact. And uh, I told you before last week, I am telling you right now, yesterday they were they missed consecutively 17 threes, remember? Uh-huh. And at that time, the perfect match. Murray is the man because if you are missing threes, he can go to the basket. He has a ball handler. He's a defensive player. Likes. He's a perfect fit for the, this New York Knicks team <laughs> to go for a championship ride. All right, Murray, Omar. Murray and Ananobi together in this same team with this same bench. Get Murray and we are winning championships. Woo! Go on I, We're I, going back-to-back back with that setup, Omar. Forget about one. We're getting greedy. We're going for two. I don't disagree. My question is, what's it going to take to get my I love Omar. What's it going to take to get... DeJounte? Yeah. Well, obviously... he's the perfect fit. I, I, I don't think he's the perfect fit. Interesting. I, I Why? Like, I like him. Like, put it this way. If Brunson was not on the team, and the Knicks were like the Knicks of a couple of years ago, I would see him as a guy that... I'm like, yeah, get him in here and kind of start with him. I don't think that... He and Brunson, that their skill sets mesh perfectly. I, I I don't think it's a great match. Why is he more on the ball? He needs the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to have the oh, ball a little be, bit. You can't have Brunson facilitate him. I mean, I know he's a good uh, but now you take it away from his greatest strength, and the guy that you acquire is not doing what he does. His, what, what, you know, he's not he's not doing here what made him appealing or as appealing. I'm not saying I, it would be a terrible fit. I don't think it's optimal. That's I like, just me. I like that he could shoot and defend. 
Yeah, oh, those, I mean, that's those what I'm looking for. Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I hear you. But I'm, that's what I'm looking for. So I, I don't. It's big I mean, money, dude. What's yeah. his contract? Let me look this well, up. Uh, well, whatever. You're talking, what are you gonna, that, that's what I'm asking you. What are you going to have to give up to get him? Are we talking picks here? Well, we I was going to start with, Grimes? obviously. Well, uh, listen, 48 is 19 million just to move right. that. Grimes is gone. Uh, oh, obviously, multiple I would picks. Say they wouldn't take Grimes, multiple picks, and Fournier's uh, expiring first contract. round. It's not going to be two, and it's not going to be five. Uh, I'd say three. Okay. So three first round picks. Yeah. Quentin Grimes. Now, do you have to give up McBride in there as you well? You might have to give up Mitch. Oh, I'm fine Maybe with there's that. A way to, See you. Know. DeJounte's on an expiring contract. Is he really? Last year of a four-year, $64 million deal. I don't know why. I thought he had years to go. Well, well then you're not they... going to have to give up that much. So what was the trade? The Spurs huh. just got him. I know the uh, the, um, the Hawks just got him from the Spurs, right? The Knicks were looking into him in the offseason, yes. weren't they? Yes. And then that was this year. What did they give up to get? Can you look, Pat, what the Spurs got in return for DeJounte Murray, because that was the one player. Remember, BT, this offseason that everybody was excited about? Oh, he fits the Knicks. Yeah. He could defend. Uh, obviously, he could score. What do you got there, Boyle, with the with the trade that was uh, from the Spurs? Spurs trade DeJounte Murray to the Hawks for Danilo Gallinari and three first-round picks. No, no, Patty, hold on a second, Pat. He's signed through. Yeah, I thought but so. He, he's got he's got his contract. He's got his max contract extension coming up. No, no, he's signed. He's signed. He signed the max extension. Next year already? he's making. Yeah, he's, I thought so. Next year he's making twenty five mil. The next year he's making twenty seven five and twenty uh, twenty six twenty seven. He's making twenty nine point five. He's got a player option in twenty seven twenty eight for thirty one million dollars. He signed, man. So I they, thought he was. So they must have signed him. Then, we, 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 Pat, we're gonna have to start calling you bad info, Patty. Yeah, we, we, what are you, you know, talking about? Ba- His current contract. All right. So the contract extension, though, is that's official. I thought that was coming up this offseason. No, no, he's he's signed. So, but anyway, know, but, they gave but, up three first round picks. The Hawks did to get him. Mm-hmm. Gallinari and three first round picks. I don't know what the deal is with Gallinari. If he was an expiring contract, whatever. Gallinari would like yeah. young Gallinari. Even Loved this Gallinari, yeah. me too. I thought he was going to be the man. He was good. With he the was Knicks. a good player. That was the Amari team before the whole mellow thing. It was nice to see Gallinari and all those guys develop. Wilson Chandler. Can I and, tell you a quick yeah. story about Gallinari? Yeah. All right. So this is what I was doing the Knicks every night, and I actually heard it with my own ears. So. They're playing the Celtics, and KG, who's an absolute beast, one mm-hmm. of the all-time competitors. I mean, Kevin Garnett was sick. You asked me the other day if I thought that Garnett was better than Patrick, and I said yes, and you had an issue with that. That's how good I think Kevin Garnett was, right? And, you know, the whole thing with, with Carmelo when he said the honey nuts, he talks yeah, a lot yeah. of smack. So was it Gallinari's first year? It was his rookie year. And KG just comes down, and he's calling for the ball, and he's like, you know, basically saying, give me the rock. I got the white kid on me, but I'm going to abuse I'm him. him yeah. I'm going to I'm going to abuse him, right? right? And he did. <laughs> Gallinari comes down and starts demanding the ball in the post to go back at KG. He was physical, dude. He and this was skinny yeah. Gallinari. He wound up getting right. a little thicker as he right, got like with right. Denver, and he had some pretty good years with the Nuggets and, and the Hawks, whatever. And he's. And I remember there was one play, and, and KG kind of pushed him off the blocks a little bit, but Danilo was demanding the ball, and like he turned and he squared, so he's on the baseline at a pump fake, and KG bit, and Gallo kind of went into him. Hit it like, a, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing right. if my recollection's completely on, on the money. 11, 12-footer, like, you know, he got gets hit, goes mm-hmm. through, hit the guard and goes nuts. And, and and Gallo gives, like, one of these with his with his shoulders. I'm like, there you go. I'm like, you got to go at him. I thought that he was going to be the score. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
or that. Because remember, before he was drafted, the Knicks had no European players. Right. And I remember always saying back then, like, this is the, the initial crest of the European wave. I'm like, why can't the Knicks get European players? He was a solid pro. But I thought he was going to be a star. Right. But he never wound up becoming the shooter with the Knicks that we – like, he – Think about it. You have the stereotypes. Tall white guy, you think he's going to be 40% from downtown. Right. And he, he wasn't for us, but he got to the foul line, and he was about 80% of what I thought he was going to I thought he was going to be the man. Good player. But yeah. yeah. And but no, I hate not to see what him going that, in the mellow trade that just obliterated whatever yeah. that whole team was. Point is, if it's going to take draft picks and Quentin Grimes to get Murray, mm-hmm. then, then the Knicks should do it. That's a lot of years on that deal, dude. And you've got a lot more to go, and Brunson's going to get another extension here. I, I want. It. I don't love the fit. Oh. I don't love the fit. I've said that before. All right, eleven forty-two. Back on the fan, BT and Sal here. So, a couple things. Rich Paul came out. Listen, this was getting loud enough. Of course, Rich Paul, the Browns rep, and squashed it. Just squashed it. Said he's not leaving. Right. We knew it wasn't realistic, but people were starting to make a deal of it. It came. Like I said, I didn't even hear about it until I talked to you this morning. I was like, really? Um, I never really bought into it. But hypothetically, it would have been fun to to really discuss. Paul said it's not happening. LeBron's staying put with Los Angeles. How about Knicks-Lakers tomorrow night, ABC? It's always a big game, even when the Knicks have down. Because like I said, I remember when I had partial tickets. Like That's a game that always sells, no matter how bad the Knicks are. Knicks-Lakers, especially with LeBron, you're talking about. But... Dude, this is as this is probably as big a Knicks Lakers game as there's been in in years. With you, LeBron coming to town, ABC Saturday night, Brunson playing like an MVP. Yeah, like when was the last time? That, well, Lynn Sanity, Jeremy Lynn had 38 against Kobe. Yeah, on that Friday night, but that was a long is, time ago. But, but that was like a flash in the pan. This is a legitimate Knicks team taking on LeBron, where we fully expect, even without Randall. Hopefully, Ananobi's back. Even without Randall, we expect the Knicks to pound the Lakers. We do. Um, I know LeBron's going to give his best effort. We get it, you know, resting up until he comes to the Garden, of course, but still. And the other thing, too, is I Any remember, party you want to go to that game? Or you tomorrow like, night? Yeah, or, or you over I've got it. somebody's 40th birthday party. Big fancy yeah. dinner, so I can't. 40, huh? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, you're 50. It's you. you hang, can't, what? No, you're hanging out with people that are 10 years younger than you. It's uh, you know. Dude, they're not 12. They're 40. I, I I understand. I'm just saying it's a little you know. A little what? I don't know. It's a, a lot younger. No, it's not. You're 50. You're 50, and you're going to a 40 year old's birthday party. It's just I don't well, know. First of all, <laughs> first of all. It was if it was up to me, I'd go to no birthday parties. I quite understand, frankly. you know what I mean. <laughs> I know. With you. I'd go to my own, maybe. That's it. Not even that. I don't oh, want it. God. Uh, no, Rather I get just it. sit by the fire tomorrow night, no, and just not, not be bothered, and just watch the Knicks outside and pound back a few yeah. cold ones. You're but, right. It's not a big deal, but it just not. it just kind of made me think like, oh, oh 40s kind of like well, young. I mean I, I mean, I just turned fifty. Right. You know, I my wife's like, in her forties. Right. No, and they're I friends. I mean, this is what happened. But see, your daughter's still too young. I know. So you haven't really branched out. I already told my wife. With the groups of friends yeah, that see, you're going to, unless you're a recluse and antisocial like you might be. Yeah, I already told my wife. See, all that stuff that you're talking about, like going yeah. to play dates and hanging out with friends, I don't want that. You yeah. could do it. Nice Leave dad. me out of it. I don't no, need no. Yeah. Do I don't. It. I don't need no Leave new friends. I'll be there for my daughter. I don't want yeah. any new yeah. friends. I don't uh, want these groups and these obligations that you have. Oh, it's our neighbor's fortieth birthday party. Oh, it's Cindy. It's a Samira's friend Cindy's party. Like no, who you'll never see again after kindergarten. Do whatever. It. Yeah, yeah. The family stuff is already too much. I don't want to be doing that uh, here, anyway. Yeah. yeah. As like because there is a part of me, a small part of me. I'm over it now. 
as as you got older and you experienced certain things going to these games, there is a part of me like I'm not going to go you know bend over backwards to go to the game, and it's probably going to cost 300, 400 bucks to get in. Mm-hmm. But there is a part of me that would like to experience that atmosphere tomorrow night. I feel you on that. I mean, it's 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 been a little bit. I mean, I'm there a lot with St. John's, but it's been a while. I don't go to Nick games ever. I used to always go. It's I, I know what yep. you mean. I mean, if I could swing it, which I can't. Getting pulled to a birthday yeah, party. Right. Uh, I, I, I hear you. That would be a lot of fun. Raul's up in the Bronx. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, what's up, Brandon? Hello. What's up, Raul? Guys, I've been listening to you guys since you guys got together. First time caller, though. Thank you. Um, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm calling. Uh, I disagree with you, uh, with LeBron James. Uh, if you had a chance to, I know it's not realistic anymore, but if you had a chance to get him, let's agree with something. Bronson, I think this is Bronson's team. Anybody that comes to this team goes on the Bronson. I don't care if it's LeBron, whatever it is right now. The guy's a superstar doing his thing, and he um, and he's bringing the Knicks to a whole different level. So this is Bronson's team. I would take LeBron here if it wouldn't cost us, you know, uh, a young, you know, most of a young core, maybe Grimes and somebody else, and I'll give him four or five picks, whatever they want. But uh, I would bring LeBron here if we had a chance. The other thing is, I yeah. disagree also with you guys. I also disagree with you guys uh, with Robinson. This guy um, and Sal, uh, you're wrong with uh, with uh, going to the All Star game with a uh, with a uh, defensive uh, uh, player because Tyson Chandler did it. If you remember back in 12, 13. Yeah, but he was the best defensive. He was the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, he at won least, the award. Yeah, at least that they right. said. I always thought he was overrated myself. Right, Sal. But listen, but. It's been done before, and uh, Mitch is still 25 years old. He's he got a lot of basketball left, and so I, uh, you know, and, I, and Mitch is a it's a it's a it's a stud on our, our defense, and I don't think we need anybody else. To reality. Yeah, no, so, I, I, I agree. Um, I wouldn't mind a backup point guard. I've said that. That's kind of small potatoes when you talk about LeBron, as we did for a little bit, even though Rich Paul just came out and squashed that. The the Mitch stuff is going to be interesting. I, like many, believe he's going to make it back this year. Like Sal, I believe he should and will come off the bench. Hartenstein's earned it. And he has such good attributes, but the things that he's not good at can cost you a playoff game. Yeah, I can't have that liability. I'd rather have a more well-rounded player. Yep. So Mitch's defense is better than Hartenstein. I know Hartenstein's good, but Mitch is a better defender. I mean, that's why he's here. That's why he got paid the $60 million, whatever it may be. I'd rather have the lesser defender but more well-rounded player Me too. than than Mitch, who is a liability. Well, especially us. with somebody like Jalen Brunson. Think about how many handoffs they do. Think about when you go, like, top of the perimeter, and I don't even really mean foul line extended where Hartenstein operates and, and flourishes from, but a lot of times he's at the top of the circle just inside the three-point line, and, you know, you'll see whether it's hard and obviously Jalen Brunson, you know, moving a lot behind the, the, the three-point line to get the ball to navigate his next move and set things up. And Harnstein's just very adept at, you know, the handoffs and seeing the floor a little bit better. He's just a just a better basketball player than Mitch. So right. I don't know what Tibbs is going to do. I know what I would do. Matt's in New City, BT and Sal. What's going on, Matty? I'm giddy. I could actually wear my Knicks gear around and not feel like an imbecile. It's 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 great, you know. But uh, I wanted to ask you guys what I don't. I don't. First off, I don't want LeBron. It's kind of like when you ask a girl out on a date and then she says no, and then years later maybe wants to go out with you. I'm soured on him already. He broke my heart once. Wow. I don't want him. Yeah, too old. If it was uh, ten years ago, I think. Uh, understood. However, I mean, yeah, we're talking about LeBron. Do the equivalent in your analogy there. 
Maybe if Cindy Crawford wants well, to fly me out. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> That's the point. Pick your analogy and then think, oh, you know what? Maybe it wouldn't be bad for a couple of months. Well, if Cindy Crawford asked me on a date, you know, maybe I'd have to. Are we just have it for a couple of hours? Couple, yeah. But I my mean, point maybe a couple is, of minutes wanna, for that matter. <laughs> I don't want to mess with their chemistry. I, the guy I want is Brogdon. I think oh, if you look gosh. at this team and watch them day in and day out, McBride is a nice player off the bench. Yep. But, you know, like you were saying earlier, I don't know if I totally trust him. I think Brogdon makes sense. You don't have to Matt, let me just jump in for a second. I'll let you finish your thought. I don't want to lose it on McBride. Yeah. What McBride is at this point, because we did discuss this, McBride has grown into a reliable regular season player. And there's value there when you play 82 games and you have energy and you've got some of the things that he can do. I just don't – he's just all over the map when he's dribbling and things are getting tight. He and worries in, me. And in the postseason specifically, we're not talking about now. In the regular season, you can live with McBride perfectly. He, sure. He'll develop whatever good energy, as you said. Some nights he's going to you know light it up. Maybe some others he'll be, be a, little, a little bit of a learning curve. In the postseason, there's no margin for error there. Every minute counts. And you need somebody that you trust to spell Brunson even if for 10 minutes – and McBride just isn't there yet. Well, that's why I think Brogdon is the guy. And listen, McBride's nice. He might be one of those guys in a playoff game that catches fire in a 10-minute stretch and could drop you know, 12, 14 points. He gets hot from three. But in a, in a crunch time maybe situation, and you see it when you watch the Knicks, there's times where that second unit really doesn't have, doesn't have flow. You know, they, but, but Brogdon, I think, is the guy. Because this Nick team reminds me of those Piston teams with Chauncey Billups, with Larry Brown. Like, yeah. maybe not like a top three or four player in the NBA, but the right group of role players with a star guard. Uh, you know, yeah. I think they could win. I think Brogdon's. The, I wouldn't mess with the chemistry. I like Brogdon I think you get too. Brogdon and give it the full, give it a chance with that group. I like Brogdon too, and I will say this: when you're talking about the type of players that the Knicks need, picture this on the road. Game five, whatever it may be in a postseason series. Down 3-2, 2-2. Brunson needs a breather. The crowd's going nuts. The defense is pressing. You've got the second unit on the floor trying to survive and stay in the game Mm -hmm. until Brunson and the top unit gets back. Are you trusting Miles McBride in that spot? Not in that spot. Not yet. And that's what we're talking about here. That's the difference between advancing and going home. Like We've seen that. You need a you need now we've seen it twenty years ago with the Knicks because they haven't been really relevant in the last twenty years, but that's what it is in the postseason. It's a different game. I like McBride a lot as a player right now to complete this puzzle here and take a run at the championship. I want a veteran point guard presence. Let's go to Bay Ridge. Andrew is on the show. What's going on, Drew? PT and Sal, how hey, you doing? What's up, guys? So all yep. of these LeBron takes are going to be pretty sleepy after Omar. So I gotta <laughs> say, like, I'm trying here. But like so, and then I have a question about the playoffs, if you know, if and when. So we'll talk about that right now. But so I would, my analogy would be like LeBron, it would be like, say, a woman breaking up a marriage. So like we're in a good mm. marriage right now, the Knicks. So now the girl that comes, is it like Margot Robbie or is it like <laughs> Mariah Carey? Like mm. those are your choices, right? Mm. So I'd say LeBron is more like. There's not really much of a choice off that equation, but yeah, I got you. Well, we talking Mariah now or like dream? uh, To me, it doesn't matter. No, Mariah, Mariah now, right? Like she's a diva. She's past her prime. Well, we don't need to disparage her. Come on, that's kind of how I see LeBron right now versus LeBron in his prime when we were trying to get him and he broke our heart. That's Mm. that's Margot Robbie, right? Mm. So anyway, Mm -hmm. I got you. Interesting. with the Knicks, with you know, I mean, you guys play golf. You know, with, when you when pros are trying to simulate pressure, 
like a lot of these guys are like degenerate gamblers because there's only one way to like simulate playoff pressure yeah. in golf is to have like a ton of money riding on a putt in a practice so, round. Yep. Right. Right. So how do how do the Knicks prepare? How does Thibodeau prepare them? For, like, real defense and real intensity. Oh, it started last year. That, Andrew, like, hold on. It started last year. It started last year. But do you think that this group right now can do that? Yes. Provided Randall's healthy. Yes. I do. I mean, yep. I hope so. I hope so. I got you. I mean, the key I is mean, getting Randall. Open. Without Randall being healthy, it's a non-starter. And that's why I thought last night was, outside of the Knicks' tremendous comeback win and doing it against you know the Pacers, a good team, doing it without Randall, although they did get good news with Randall yesterday, doing it without Ananobi. Also, you look around the league, Bucks winless with Doc Rivers, and we know that that could turn out to be a disaster. And Embiid, a significant injury that's going to keep him out a while. And sure. he's, he's off injured. You're talking about knees on a big guy like that. Yep. All of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, I, I know the Celtics are great, but... There's also some teams, though, who we may be overlooking, yeah, like if like they Miami. make a big trade, like if Miami makes a big trade, or if the Cavaliers make a big trade. Like, yeah, it works Cavs. both ways. Yeah, yeah you're right. It works both ways. Right now, you look at the Eastern Conference, the Knicks are a top team in the Eastern Conference. No question. I mean, both Knicks are a top team in the NBA. Both in standings and both in, like, when you're projecting... Knicks to- are a top five, t- top six team right now in the entire NBA. They're one of the five or six best teams in the NBA. Think about that. I mean, it's it's, it's beautiful to see come to fruition. And I'll tell you this, BT, even, and that's why I said that maybe they're better than the 90s, because even in the 90s, while the Knicks were great and 50 wins every year, it seemed, yeah. and they could always win a championship, and, and maybe they were top five teams in the NBA, but... Man, it was a lot to get over that hump, and obviously they only get to the finals a couple of times in those runs and never won the championship. I, I think it's more open now, especially when you talk about the Jordan Bulls. Yes. I think it's more open now for this group than it was even for those great 90s teams. I agree with you. I just remembered something. So I guess this would have been about 2009 or so, and I'm at the, I'm at the Garden with the uh, you know working for the mm-hmm. mixed radio stuff, and then I'm doing my show after it, right? And LeBron scored. It's about LeBron. 50, maybe 53? And it was a close game. I forget the exact circumstances. It doesn't matter. Uh, but Spike in his regular seat is, you know, getting up and he's waving the arms. And he's basically he's not cheering for LeBron, but he's so involved in the game that he's giving LeBron maybe more motivation. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's the way I perceived it. And I like Spike. I get on the air and I basically blame Spike. Yeah. <laughs> I blame Spike. You know, sit down. You fired him up. He wasn't playing well. You started, you know, causing a scene, flapping your arms. He always and, drove me nuts. Ever yeah, since yeah, the yeah. Reggie Miller yeah. stuff, I oh, never yeah. liked Spike. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was kind of doing that. And and all of a sudden, this, it's probably like uh, 11 o'clock at night. Phone rings. Producer in my ear goes. My buddy John says, Yo, Spike's on the phone. I said, put him through. Put him through. He's like, I had he, he didn't know if he, if he should patch him through. I'm like, patch him through. Right. Of course. It's not going to be very good. I'm saying to myself, we're very bad. Whatever. Right. Just put him through. And he's pissed. He came on? Yeah. On and I had met him a few times right. before that. I'd see him at the guard. You know, quick dap, keep him moving. Right. I'm not trying right. to overstate. You know, whatever. But I, I I like Spike. And he was pissed. And we had to flush through it. And I said, yeah. I said, you basically lost us the game. <laughs> it was funny. And LeBron, listen. And I pinpointed because LeBron was kind of quiet. And then Spike started chirping. Yeah, and he's then been LeBron doing this for going years. Bonkers. You think he would learn? I I hope you got on him. <laughs> I did. Good. That's why I called. Yeah, good. All <laughs> to right. protect himself. He's like, <laughs> I got to step in here. Eight seven seven. All good nature though. At least for my end. And uh, you know, whatever. Eight seven seven. I still haven't forgiven him for Reggie Miller. The choke sign. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Reggie specifically went nuts because of Spike.
You know the heartache that, that caused was, me? That was rough. Come on, I dude. Hear you, dude. I mean, Just the past- sit there and shut up. All right, you get the four seats. That's great. Keep your mouth shut. And you would think he learned. He never learned. Mm-hmm. And guess what? what? He's going to do it again because that's his M.O. Nick's getting in the second round, and maybe the Knicks get in the Eastern Conference Finals. What do you think he's going to do? Mm-hmm. He's going to be taunting Jason Tatum or Giannis, and they're going to shut him up. Or Butler. You have to hope that the players are so young now they don't even know who Spike is anymore. <laughs> Just think he's some I'm sure they've fan. seen a lot of yeah. his movies. You do realize that if Patrick hits that finger roll, oh. it doesn't matter what Spike was doing with uh, with Reggie. Oh. <laughs> All right, going to hit you with the crown top story. BT and Sal, Brandon, Tierney, Sal, Licata here on this Friday. Obviously, football, the main story next week, but... I can promise you even next week we will find a way to weave in our New York Knicks because they are the story. They are humming. And they are really everything that we, you know, demand is a little strong, but certainly seek in all of our teams. And yeah, I said to start the show, like, think about all the calls that you've made. Hell, forget about what I participated in as a host, all the, the debates that I've listened to on the various, you know, traffic, uh, you know, trudging through traffic over the years as a kid, as a young, as a young kid. And when I started to drive, listening to the fan, so many of the things that you would call in about and complain about were because teams were poorly run, you didn't like the GM, you don't believe in the head coach, the team didn't play with professional pride, it wasn't a a well-constructed roster, they weren't smart, they weren't connected, they weren't tough. The New York Knicks, and this is the beautiful thing, there's two aspects to it. Number one, they have everything that I just said, and it's organic. And when it's organic, rather than... You know, that microwave, you know, bring in KD. I'm not saying I would have enjoyed Mm -hmm. it. Bring in KD and Kyrie and win 63 games and go from a doormat to maybe a champion. Okay, yeah. You're not going to be, you know, beggars can't be choosers at that point. But this is so much more gratifying. uh, gratifying. And the players that they have represent us. They feel like us. They act like us. I really think when I watch these Knicks that if if you and I and and everybody here had that, that talent, that that's how we would play. You're like... That is, it is so appealing, all right, and it is so believable because this Knicks team not only has a measurable heart, they have enough talent, they can mess around, and they can win a championship. The, the pathway has been cleared to a certain extent. They're there. I mean, they no more chasing the superstar. Brunson is it. We know now about, you know, Brunson and, and Randall both being named to the All-Star team. Randall been an All-Star three of the last four seasons. It's there. They play hard, to your point, BT, every single night, a team that's easy to get behind. There's no reason to put a ceiling on this team. They can, the New York Knicks, even more so than the 90s, can go out there and win a championship. Obviously, they're going to be judged now on a curve in the postseason because the regular season has been check, 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 check for a couple of years, but specifically this year since the Ananobi trade. They're going to be judged now on the postseason curve, and that is the greatest thing you could say. Enjoy the ride to get there. But once it starts, it's going to be on the way that it was in the 90s with this team in the postseason. Oh, that it just sounds awesome. This spring and, and summer could be uh, could be throwback stuff. I still think they need to make a trade. Uh-huh. I still think they to you know finish it off here, they still have to make a trade. And they will. And upgrade a little bit. Now, again, very quickly, kind of like little enhancement or legit piece? Well, I want a legit two-guard and a backup point guard. That's what I would want. And okay. when I say legit two-guard, just an upgrade over DiVincenzo and have maybe DiVincenzo take a Slot more one back. back. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Not a big deal, but an upgrade in two-guard. You know, you watched them last night with Brunson without Randall, without Ananobi, you know, and not knocking down the threes, and I'm not saying that you got to hit the shots every night, but there just wasn't a clear second scoring option. Yeah, I like one more piece 
to add some scoring depth. The guy maybe create his own shot other than Brunson. Well, to your point, I, and I love Josh Hart, but I, when Josh Hart, Josh Hart shoots threes, I want it to be because there's a loose ball that somebody you know grabs and he's wide open and it's like a dagger to just keep that uh, like a run going. I don't want to have to turn to Josh Hart to stick threes to get him back in a game. He's that's not, not a, a That's not a strength. He's more of a point forward. Yep. He's not a scorer. He's going to facilitate. All right, Sal, we're inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. I've got one quick question for you. Then we're hammering these calls. We'll Can we take to... Hector, please? He's we'll, texting we'll me. He's been on hold Hector for an hour relax. and a half. I know. Dude, I, he, he jumped in on the Mets thing yesterday. We'll get to you, yeah, Hector. Relax, buddy. <laughs> So, Sal, <laughs> what do you think was the greatest deficiency on that New York Knicks team back in '94? It's one thing. What would you if you had a if you had to narrow it down to the one thing? Uh, they had that no other j- option outside of Ewing. So they didn't have a second option. Scoring, maybe. Yeah. Yes, they did not score with enough frequency. Scoring was not easy. Okay. What's- I mean, the league was different then, but even for that. They didn't have a legit, and I love Starks. You know, they didn't have a do. legit second score. But you, you nailed it. They, they just they didn't score easy. Okay, and if they're and that's that's it, and they still you know grounded out a ton of wins. What this version? What is this Knicks team's biggest weakness? That's a great question. You know, and before you answer it, as you plot through this, because it's not easy. The reason I ask is because it's not it's not obvious. Like there's nothing that they are so deficient in where we sit here and say. If they don't address this, they cannot win. They've got depth. Now you want to tell me one more like big, said, a I, bigger body. If Mitchell I, doesn't come back. There's other. I'm not saying they're perfect. No, I still. But there's want, nothing glaring. I still like. I, as I said, I think that they have passed all the tests in the regular season. Now we're going to find out in the postseason. Can Randall do it in the postseason? Something he has not done. Mm-hmm. Can this team now with Ananobi do it in the postseason? Can the bench be enough? Can they knock down free throws? In a key spot. But I'm with you. I don't think that they have a glaring weakness. The only issue is that a lot of people, the perception is that, well, their stars aren't good enough. Even though they have two all-stars, which is many than uh, more than most teams. Yeah, oh yeah. Even though Brunson is playing like a superstar and has played like, like an MVP. Right. And people are like, ah, he's still not it. But they're doing it. So they have to do it in the postseason. That's my only issue with them. There you go. Uh, Hector, you're going to remain in, in jail for a moment because you were begging Sal. Uh, <laughs> Anthony on Long Island, I'll get to you, heck, at some point. Hey, what's going on, buddy? How are you today, Anthony? What's going on, gentlemen? It's a good day. Good day to be a good day to be a basketball fan in this amazing city we live in. Just yes, a couple of right. points if you guys. Well, unless me. unless you're a Nets fan. <laughs> I mean. That's that's not really basketball in this city. I put St. John's basketball ahead of the Hey, Nets Johnny's UConn, team. number one UConn tomorrow. So if you go into the garden, I'll see you guys, uh, me and Mink, on the game at noon. Oh, Let's okay. go. Wow, little Johnny's yeah. at noon and then Knicks-Lakers at night? I will be there yeah. for the Johnny's game, I, but How I have the, that? the party that, yeah. of course, the South says I'm so, too old to go to. <laughs> so, uh, BT, last year, if you recall, I used to call you. I used to beg. I used to vent to you. Man, they really need to go trade for OG from Toronto. He is the missing piece. I've always and, liked him. And what did I say? I've always liked him. I was always a fan. And and I'm going to tell you something. They're not they're not done. I think Sal's correct. I think they're either going to trade for Brogdon or mm-hmm. they're going to they're going to try to get Clark or maybe even the kid from the Pistons, Bogdanovich. I just think they need a shooter. Yep. And with Brogdon, with Brogdon, they could bring him off off the bench. He could shoot it, but he could dribble, and he has good dribble. Yes. As far as, there, as oh, far way, as I'll let you finish, Ann. I believe yeah. they're going to. Excuse me, they're going to make another move. I, I I believe that. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't have a problem with DeRozan either. But here's the thing, Tibbs. I love Tibbs. Tibbs is, Tibbs reminds me of the Van Gundys. Of course, he he coached under the Van Gundys. I love Tibbs. 
I'm one of big, Tibbs' biggest supporters, but he's got to relax with playing these guys 55 minutes. If he could play them 80 minutes in a 48-minute game, he would. And <laughs> yeah, but but, just, but what's wrong with that? They're basketball players. Let them play. Well, here's the problem, Sal. When they get to the playoffs, you got a guy. You got guys that are just spent. If you go look at the last, see, couple I would look at winners, it the other way. These guys are going to be conditioned to go the distance, where other guys may not. You ride them hard now. You train them now. They're good. They're, the Knicks are basically playing their playoff rotation yep. now. That's how it used to be with Riley. They used to do the same thing: short bench. Yeah. No need to go deep into the bench and get these scrubs in there. No, and have you them had learn. Hubert Davis. Yeah. You had Herb. If you needed a couple of fouls, you know Anthony Bonner here and there. Like you, you didn't go too deep. You're it, right. It was Greg Anthony you, backing up Derek Carper or Doc Rivers for a minute. When you started going that deep, you knew that something was wrong. Yes. Guys are out. Yes. Whatever it may be, and uh, on the postseason, even more so. So I think I like it myself that he's getting them prepared. And to your point, with Randall now being down, you know, He'll regenerate it's help here. Him. Would you worry about that, Brunson losing steam in the postseason? No, I don't worry about that. That is, to me, reflective of a mindset that, you know, let's face it, is soft. I mean, Patrick Ewing labored up and down the court at about 200, you know, not when he first came in, but because it wasn't even in the first, you know, playoffs first couple of years. At, I would say, certainly at the end, Pat was like 270. Pat was thick. He started having the rolls on the back Mm -hmm. of his neck. He knew that Pat was getting near the end. That guy was lugging up and down, you know, whether it was Morning or Rick Smiths, another seven foot four Rick Smiths, or the Davis brothers who were looking to bash his teeth in, you know, on two bad knees with no superstar, not even really an all star next to him, playing 36, 37 minutes a night, didn't complain once. Went in, took a shower, put on the ratty blue robe, iced up his knees, and got ready for the next game. What the hell happened to sports society? Yeah, Mike, get paid to play. Michael Jordan never, you know, slow it down in the regular season, no. and, and then, you know, just all of a sudden turn the notch. No, he was going pedal to the metal all the way through every single game, giving his max effort. Same thing in the postseason, year after year after year after year. So I wouldn't worry about it. I think you're better off being conditioned the way Tibbs is going about it as opposed to going through a malaise of the regular season and then, hey, boys, it's the postseason, turn it up five notches. That's a school of thought that that I can subscribe to. I got it. Now, the answer is probably somewhere in between, but I, I know what you're saying. All right, Hector, you're out of jail. Washington Heights, what's going on, Hector? <laughs> what's guy. up, guys? Here I am thinking, okay, so what are we going to have? Is it going to be Crazy Horse, St. Ives, you know, those bomb paper bags you're talking yeah. about? And you guys are here taking shots at me. And what? Sal, who's supposedly my friend, all I asked this dude was, are you guys going to flip to Cashman? So I can know how much long I got to hold. He's talking about, I'm talking again. Uh, when am I going to come on? No, no. Come on, stop it. But no, seriously, guys. Hey, we let you on when we let you on, Heck. <laughs> you know the rules, buddy. And Heck, by the way, found his way into that Met space last night. Uh, he, I'm well, all over the place, BT, and that's what I want to say, man. First of all, I didn't say this on the air. I want to first thank Sal for coming on my little space. Yeah, I'm a little guy. For coming on my little space and having some fun. And thank you, BT, for coming on because, listen, you guys have this platform, the biggest platform in the world. I don't care what nobody says, and I love it. But for you guys to come and connect with us on that level where some people can't call the radio, don't want to call we're, the radio. We're men of the people. That's right. I mean, come Absolutely, on. Absolutely, man. Nice. And, I, and listen, and that's what I'm saying. I'm here fighting for you guys on Twitter, and you and Sal's here throwing me under the bus. <laughs> but can I say a couple of things? And can I ask a favor of you guys now? 
I need to hear the Go New York Go when I hang up this phone. Well, we already anyway. played it. I, you know, we if we if we start getting well, to the I request was, mode, we oh, you know. Thing. I was late. I was late. No, I'm that's, sorry. That's, that's I was not late. But I thank you guys. Oh, I was like an hour late, and you guys were on the mix, which I was hoping you would be on the mix. You know, maybe we'll play the Mets song because you got the – maybe the Mets no, song no, is no. better because you got that relief no, pitch no, with a 70 no, RA. Like with the Mets song. Stop it. It's next time, baby. No Mets. I know we just signed somebody and all that stuff. Yeah. But I just want to say this. About, I'll skip everything else. I want to say this about Julius being hurt right now. And BT, you heard me talk last night. I like to see players improve, right? So I mentioned how Brandon Nimmo's improved year after year. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I like to see growth. And one thing that I noticed last offseason, I saw a podcast, I think it was, where Julius talked about watching film for the first time ever when he was hurt because he couldn't do anything else and how that he learned some things. And I think that we've seen that this year already, right, the way he's played. He's not perfect. He's not perfect. He still worries us, and we still have to see playoffs. But I think we've seen that growth. And now him being hurt, yeah, there's going to be the obvious benefit that his legs will be a little bit fresh, but I think he'll be watching more film. I think he's probably watching these games and seeing, man, listen, this this team is playing great without me. Yeah. When I come in there, I need to be more of that team guy and not that, you know, which he hasn't been doing a lot of this year. Well, no, so no, no. Heck, I don't, I, I, heck, I don't know that that's, heck, I don't know that that's fair. Thanks for the call there. But I, I know he's not perfect and he'll never be perfect. But I think he's more refined this year. Now, remember, if you take out, I don't know, the first – Seven or eight games, he played so poorly to start. Mm-hmm. That was off the ankle surgery. You wipe those games out, his stats are through the roof. He's an, he's an all-star. It is uh, not easy to make the all-star in the NBA. Yep. Three out of the last four seasons, Julius Randle's been an all-star. I'm not sure what more you want. And then the the response that I want to say, what more could you ask for? The response should be to do that in the postseason. That is the next step. That's it. Yep. Like, that's it. All this team has to do now is do what they're doing in the regular season in the postseason. Repeatedly. Maybe one year they break through. Maybe it's this year. Maybe it's next year. But right now, this is pretty much as good as you're going to get to go make a run of the championship. You have a legit superstar in Brunson. You have a legit all-star in Julius Randle. you got to get him back healthy. Ananobi, a tremendous third player on this team, a team that plays hard both ends of the floor, night in, night out, a head coach who knows what he's doing, preaching to the players, a team. There's good chemistry. They, they hustle, loose balls, defensive effort. It's all there. Oh, that's beautiful. Sal just laid that out. I was hoping he wouldn't stop. I mean, I was go finish to hear it. This. Right? I mean, he didn't miss much. Better Nick, Mello or Randall? Oh my God! I, we both agree that it's Randall. It's not even close. Mello doesn't register. Mello, and maybe now people will start to realize what a real team and real players look like. Yep. Mello's real not leaders. It. Yeah, Mello. See, I'd rather have the guy like Randall. If I ask you who's more talented, Mello or Randall? Honestly. I mean, I'd probably say Carmelo, but I don't right. think it's only because Julius is so big and strong mm-hmm. and can do pretty much everything. He's a little loose with the handle. I got you. Right. But there's well, really but, nothing but he talent. can't do. See, to me, more Me- talent? To me, Melo had more talent. More natural right? scoring talent? Probably Carmelo. However, Julius... Carmelo, definitely Carmelo with the score. And I'm not saying Randall's not talented. I'm saying Carmelo is an all-world NBA talent. Okay? Hold well, look. he's an all-world NBA scorer. Oh, whatever. Yeah. It, okay, fine. I make that distinction. Well, here's the difference, though. Randall has grown... He's matured. He's evolved. He's maximized what he can get from his body, from his game. He's passionate. Melo never did that. He didn't. I think if Melo maxed out, then he should have his number retired. Then maybe he would have a championship or two. Then maybe he would be a great Nick. Melo didn't max out. Melo was Melo. He took it easy throughout his basketball career and relied on the talent because it got him over the hump in college and it did not do so in the NBA. Got a text message from my buddy Neil from Philly. 
Okay. Big time Catholic high school league high school, uh, basketball player played in college. How Great old dude. Are we, how old is he here? Are we talking fifties? He's, uh, 40s, he's a year younger than me. Okay, all right. Oh, same age group. I'm saying to... same age group. Boy, you're on an age kick today, aren't you? No, I'm just saying. You know, you're not a spring chicken yourself. Take it easy. <laughs> and he is a crazy maniacal Philly fan. Okay. Phillies. This, you're talking about Phillies? Philly everything. Okay. Phillies. Semi Sixers. All of it. Villanova. Okay. You yeah. name it. It's sacrilege for me, but I can't help be a fan of the Knicks with the Nova guys and their overall style of play. You got to be loving this, B. And then he writes, I knew Brunson would be a good pro and how he went so late in the draft. I mean, he really watches every mm-hmm. second of, of Villanova. Like, he knows yeah. basketball as well as most people that I know. Uh, any, 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 anybody that I know. Uh, how he went so late was ridiculous. But bleep, bleep, this kid is so good. He's a legit MVP candidate as far as I'm concerned. I love watching the Knicks. Even a semi-Sixers fan. Well, the Nova tie uh, makes it a lot easier. But still. You know, you think about the way the team was constructed. That's not by accident. Would you? They're crossing over, Sally. They're crossing. And and they're, I know it's New York and people will turn to hate them. Yeah. But they're underdogs. I Bronson is an underdog. Can I throw this at you? Yeah, I, I don't, th- I don't think people will grow to hate this team. He said the same thing about the Jets. No, the Jet- Jets are different because Aaron Rodgers is a lightning rod for a lot of people. I think Jalen Brunson is so inherently likable. How do you not like this guy? Well, New York, you know, the mm. Knicks start puffing our chest out. Mm. Nick fans get ahead of themselves. Uh, I feel like he's almost going to have a Jeter. Not, not saying he's quite like Jeter, but like a Jeter persona. Even the devout of the most devout Red Sox fan never disrespected Jeter. I just think Brunson's going to have that built-in respect. He's earning it. He really is. All right, BT and Sal here on The Fan. It's Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata. Friday. Oh, a little dice stuff. Here we go. Tickets? Yeah. Call the number 10. Let's go. 866-540-WFAN. Uh, number again is 866-540-9326. It's your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Andrew Dice Clay over at Carnegie Hall. He's in a really very classy uh, uh, venue for the Dice Man. I'm looking forward to seeing. Remember, he told us about his. He's got a special outfit planned for yes, that. Yes, I'm sure it'll be something special. No one f- with BT and Sal. Oh, well, then we gonna play the rest uh, come of it. Come on, BT and Sal. Oh, my goodness. Do the f- there we that go. That is on yeah. uh, February 15th. <laughs> yeah. Qualify for the grand prize. It's a ticket upgrade <laughs> to the Dice uh, Dice's show and a hundred dollar gift card for Valentine's Day. It's all from our friends at Live Nation to purchase tickets. Visit. LiveNation.com. All right, so we'll get back to these Nick calls here. Nick Energy absolutely through the roof. Brunson is a superstar. Knicks have a chance to do something special this year and win the championship. Most people are great. Now, yeah. You the, have to. You've been, been waiting, waiting all day you, for you this. Ha- you, so if you've been waiting all day, why don't you set this up? It it brought a smile to my face last night. And not because I think it's a good thing for the Yankee fans that I want pain, but because you and I have been debating this, where I've been saying the Yankees have not done enough. They have not operated like a team that's going all in. Yes, Soto's an all-in move. The other moves are okay, but it's not all in. And you've been saying that they're the best team in the American League. You're not worried about the Orioles in the East. The Orioles, who finished 20 games better than or 19, to be exact, finished 19 games better than the Yankees last year, have a bunch of young players that are on the come up. They go out there and make a power move last night, getting a guy that you thought the Yankees were going to be able to get, whether it be now or at the deadline in Corbin Burns. Why do you think I'm pissed? Not happy. Not happy. This is, uh, I mean, if I'm going to be real about this, which I will, this is grossly disappointing. Now, 
I need to know, was Cashman even involved? I I don't have any confidence that he was. Now, I want to be fair to him if he was. My bad. Well, then not really, because if he was, then he probably held on to his prospects like he always holds on to. You know, like it's the whole diamond. Meanwhile, 99% of these guys stink. They never pan out. Understand what's happening here, Yankee fans. Now, again, I still think Yankees still think they will be very, very good. Wait, you this think year. they're making any more moves? Do you trust? Yes. You think this is all well, in? Well, it wasn't just trust- Burns. I, I haven't said Dylan Cease. Right. Like, there's other moves there's to be no made. There's no way here. they'd give up what it takes uh, to get Dylan Cease. Uh, they can sign somebody who was in our studio three weeks ago, Trevor yeah. Bauer. But you know that's out there as well. Same for the Mets. But understand what's what's happened in two days here. The Orioles got sold from a guy who never spent a penny, and now to to help you know add to that great you know, fertile farm system and young players who are already in the show, they now have a ownership that apparently is possessed to win. And they make this monstrosity of a trade, right? And they do so in the middle of the night. Nobody paid attention. And they do so for very little. Now, oh, wow, they gave up these top prospects. I know you don't care about the Orioles' prospects, but there is a point here. The infielder they gave up, Joey Ortiz, is blocked, number one, by Gunnar Henderson and by Jackson Holiday. He might be the most blocked prospect in all the baseball, and he's not a top 10, 20, 30, 40 guy. He's like basically a top 100 player who's 25. He's not 19. So is Joey Ortiz going to move the needle? I don't think so. And then the lefty that they gave up, uh, D.L. Hall, who's also going to be 25. He spent six years in the minors, pieces of two years in the majors, and I know they gave up the 34th pick in next year's draft. Okay, are you? T- and they still don't know, by the way, if D.L. Hall, the Brewers, will be a starter or reliever. Are you telling me that there wasn't some deal that the Yankees could make to top this deal? They they uh, they got Marcus Stroman. <laughs> I need you to. Here's what I need from you today. I relinquish the crown. I admit I was wrong. Can't be called King Cohen, all that stuff. I'm going to need you today to concede the Yankees are not, in fact, the best team. Forget about the AL. I, I need you to be open and honest with us all and concede that the Baltimore Orioles, until proven otherwise, are better than the Yankees. I need two weeks. I need two weeks. To get to see if the Yankees make some moves. I need, I need I to mean, see if they push back. Let's also here. say it's not just – I mean, Blake Snell would be the response, right? That's what I'm assuming that's what you would want. Because it's not just even the starter that they missed out on Burns. It's also the idea the Yankees are talking about they're going to add bullpen arms. Wandy Peralta off Gone. the board. All these other guys. Like, guys are dropping like flies. Guys are starting to get signed Even guys now. I didn't want. Like, I didn't right. want Alavino back. And at this point, so, I guess I'd take them. The, the Mets have added three arms in the last week. Other teams, and again, whether you wanted those guys or not. No, but they're three bullpen arms. Mm-hmm. Wandy Peralta, same thing. Like, he goes, teams are starting to shore up their yeah. roster as pitchers and catchers is now less than two weeks away. Yep. And the Yankees haven't. They haven't done anything. I'm not saying they won't, but there are to me there are no more big moves. Now maybe they could go out there and act like big boys and act like a team that's all in and go get Blake Snell. That's a strong counter. Anything short of that, how could you say that the Orioles are not going to be better than they are? I won't. I would. I'll change my tune. I'll give you that. So you no, need we'll two always weeks keep it on the to... up and up. I, I just I want to see how they process this. I still don't think uh, Chicago's going to trade Dylan Cease before the season. Snell, the Yankees already made an offer to Snell. Yeah, it's funny you say that, Sal. And we'll get back to these calls here. Nixon, obviously, Cashman stuff. I know you guys have worked up over this. 877-337-6666. But a story slash report came out earlier that the Yankees internally, while the offer is still not appealing to Snell, although there's not offer number two to weigh it against from his point of view. He has one offer, Yankees. But the Yankees reportedly are willing to go above Rodon. 
Total or we or AAV? AAV. Twenty so twenty seven change a year. They're willing to do that. Now that's Rodon's not gonna satisfy Snell. Rodon is what, six one sixty? Yeah, it's six one sixty one ish, maybe. I'd ask Boyle, but I don't want to be giving misinformation again. <laughs> maybe <laughs> he'll give you Otani's contract. <laughs> He's gonna tell you seventy million is deferred. <laughs> so oh, no, I, listen, I, I do think that six one sixty two. Six one sixty two for Rodon. Okay. Thank you, Patty. I so, do there's there's definitely another move to be made. I would like it to come to come before the season, and if not, they didn't do what they needed to do. I'll give in you that. The off I'll give you that. And I'll in give the you. Season. And I'll give you that they could always upgrade in in season. But I just I don't have any faith. They are the ones that said they're going all in. How is this all in? It's not. The, the Orioles were twenty games better than you. They're young. They're exciting. They had a dominant regular season. They go out and get Corbin Burns, and you're sitting on your hands. Like, I get that you got Soto, yes, and you needed it. And I get the other moves, but all-in would have been Hader. All-in would have been Snell. All-in would have been Burns. The Yankees didn't do all that. And by the way, even if they did, I still don't think it's enough to close the 20-game gap that was between the two. Now, you're going to tell me Judge will be back healthy. Sure, I understand that, and I don't think it's really a 20-game gap. But, I mean, is it 10 games? Is it 8 games? It's significant enough to where if I'm a Yankee fan – uh, already I'd be like, we didn't do enough. And then seeing the Orioles get burns, now I'm starting to get pissed off. Yeah, I am. Can you imagine if the Yankees rent during the season with, with obviously, you know, Judge and, and the few other mm-hmm. pieces that, that, that obviously are, are good, with, let's say, Soto, Verdugo, Hader, Burns, and Strowman. Yeah, that's... Now, that's they already a, got 60% of that equation. Hader was purely financial and Burns was prospects and a draft pick. Question for you before How we get back. How about even Snell or Bauer and Hader? We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, or, or like, that. Something because, like that. Because yeah. also that's financial. I, I get you can't just, you've already gave up the prospects to get Soto. So now the next move should have been financial. Money. So go get Blake Snell or you should have went and got Josh Hader. I still think there's a chance they get Blake Snell. Do you think, and I think we'll get the answer, hopefully like the real answer. Do you think that Brian Cashman, when he saw this, was surprised? Do you think that he was like, What? Or do you think that he do. was in conversation and the Brewers weren't interested? I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm with you. I think he your was initial surprised. instinct. Now, do you think that's this... pathetic if that's the case? Yeah, but I that's unacceptable that. if that's the case. I... In Aaron Judge's prime, with Garrett Cole's prime, and with Juan Soto, you need to convince to stay here if it's true that you didn't know that they were in negotiations for a slightly above average prospects. You are horrendous at your job. Now, maybe uh, we don't know. We're assuming. Maybe, That's why I say maybe if. he did know. But do you think that this had to do with the sale of the team? Because if it didn't, Burns is going to walk you year mean, this year. Though? I'm not sure what you mean by Me- that. Meaning that Burns is going to walk here this year, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So if I'm Cashman, I'm generally thinking that, well, the Orioles historically are so cheap, they're not going to trade for a pitcher that's going to command a huge salary in the offseason, even if it is for just one year where it's going to help them. Yep, yep. Now, after the sale, and then they make this power move, it makes me thinking that they made this move expecting that they're going to keep Corbin Burns. Like they just flexed gonna, and they did Okay. Well, maybe, they wanted the player. They're not going to worry about the money. They'll worry about that in the offseason, and, and hope, or maybe now hope to extend them, give them a contract. I, I think they'll try to. Um, I would say I don't know the answer, and in, in the pursuit of fairness, it, it is a very important answer because it really shapes how we feel about this, about Cashman. I would say, though, it almost doesn't matter. Like, I I don't think it's an excuse to get caught off guard by
by the new aggressive Orioles because if you were doing consistent due diligence, you would have been in consistent contact with the Brewers about Corbin Burns, and you'd be in consistent contact with the White Sox about Dylan Cease so that somebody else starts talking to them. You have developed enough and cultivated enough of a relationship for said player that at the very least they call you back and they say, hey, they offered us this. You want to you pony up and, and top it? The, the Yankees have not made a move yet Man. that shows me that they're not concerned about spending. Not one of the moves they've made so far has shown me, oh, you know what? Spending, luxury tax threshold be damned. They've talked about the luxury tax threshold in years past. Mm. They went out and got a guy who's in his walk year in Soto. They have not made a move that shows me that. And they've talked about this year being all in. They'll worry about Soto at the end of the year, whatever, if they could afford him. I have no confidence that right now the Yankees are, everybody's got some kind of budget or limit, but they're operating under the same, to me, restraints that they have been for the last several years. Nice. There you go. Good Friday song. All right, BT and Sal. It's Brandon Tierney, Sal, the Cotter Show, back on the fan. Starting to do a little juggle here. Earth to Cashman, and the Knicks officially own the city. 877-337-6666. Pat's in Manhattan. Uh, what's going on, Patty? How are you? Hey, guys. Uh, let me get you off speaker here. Uh, guys, you know, I think you guys are forgetting something. Uh, if someone told you you could sign a lefty starting pitcher who's 31 years old, and in, 19, in 2021, he was 13-5 and five with a 2.37 ERA. And in 2022, he was 14-8 and eight and had a 2.88 ERA. Okay. Would you be excited? I mean, honestly, I didn't even really listen to the numbers. You just bombarded us with 30 numbers. I, Blake Snell's good. I'm, if you I'm get, sorry. That, that's Sal, the bottom uh, line. The Brandon, I didn't hear what you say. Are you talking about Blake Snell? No, I'm talking, talking about, about Carlos Rodon. Okay. What about All right? Yeah. So the thing is, have you forgotten? He didn't get that contract because he's a piece of garbage. I know. Another point I like to make. No, no, I agree with you, by how the way. How would you like how to did, have how a 29 year How did Rodon do last starter? year? How did Rodon do last year? I, I hear that. You know what? Do, do you ever have a larger sample size in your mind than the last thing? Do you think P. Alonzo's going to hit what? He had 225 last year. Right. Don't you give him the benefit of the doubt? And you guys don't give Carlos Rodon the benefit no, no, hold of the doubt? Hold on, Pat. Hold on. Slow down a second. Pat, 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 you got to slow down for Pat, shut up and have a conversation. You got relaxed, dude. Have a conversation. Can you have a conversation, please? We'll let you talk, but we won't have a Okay, so then shut up and listen for a second. Please, Pat, please. Don't tell me to shut up. Good God. Goodbye. Good God. Pat, it's an exchange, man. We're playing tennis, dude. Jesus. You know, you volley or pickleball like Sean and Evan. My. (laughs) I mean, you just got to allow us to return here, dude. We'll let you talk. The difference between Rodon, and by the way, I think Rodon's going to bounce back. It, I do. I Sal doesn't. I will say it's going to be an interesting right. follow during the summer. But Pete gets the benefit of the doubt because he's done it here. Rodon right. has not. And and by the way, look at Rodon's entire career. Come on, Pat. He you, does it all the time. That guy. They they paid Rodon like a number two. His career ERA is three point eight three. That is not number two type stuff. He's always hurt. He's been often hurt throughout his career. He's been an all-star two seasons in his entire career, twice. So you tell me what Rodon is exactly. His ERA since he's come into the league, 375, 404, 415, 418, 519, 822. Then, then 
2.37 in 2021, and then his walk year, 2.88. So you tell me which one Rodon is. Because the majority of his career, he's pitched to an ERA north of four. And then last year, outside of the year before the walk year and the year prior, right, the two all-star years, he's about to get paid. Shocking where he's in the twos. Last year, in his first year as a Yankee, he comes out and says, well, they don't need me to be healthy anyway because I'm here to pitch in the postseason. That's strike number one. Strike number two, when he comes back, he gets his ass kicked on the field. Strike two, his ERA 6.85 in his minimal outings for the Yankees in 14 games. Wow. He's blowing kisses to the fans. He's saying stupid things. He can't stay healthy. He and looks, when he, he looks like a slob yeah. with that with that jersey, three buttons open, and, and uh, you know, it just completely lost. And when he was on the field, he got bombarded. Okay, so there are reasons to believe that he won't figure it out here. Now maybe he will. I don't think he will. They paid him a lot of money. He, I'll tell you this: he better. Figure it out, especially now that the Yankees are relying on him to be their number two. Yeah, and by the way, there is some precedent. Granted, this is a while ago. If you're of a certain age, you'll remember it. Ed Whitson and others, Blackjack McDowell. Um, you know, sometimes you come here and the, the collar gets a little tight and, and you don't really perform or or even remotely replicate what you are elsewhere. You know, I mean, Ed Whitson, I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, but he was an all-star back in... in Kevin early, Brown. Kev, oh, Kevin Brown's a good one, 1980 with the Giants, and he... Had a lot of winning seasons, you know. Fourth. How about how about recently? I mean, it, uh, Hoff gives me Javi Vasquez, who's won. How about yeah. recently? Sonny Gray. Yep. Uh, Michael Pineda. All these guys, they come here yep. and they forget how to pitch here. They go elsewhere and they have some success. There's a lot of them. So it's not as if it's... Brian, by the way, Brian Cashman has found him. If there, <laughs> if there was one to be had, Cashman's yeah. done a good job of finding those guys. Yeah, they don't. They either don't perform or they don't play because they're hurt. Montas. Yeah, right. Montas another one. You know, so I, I'll give everybody a chance, but... I mean, Pat, even me who believes that Rodon does bounce back, and maybe that's partially out of desperation. Maybe that's how I partially formulate my opinion because the evidence that he provided last year was disgraceful. He was just awful. Um, But I do think he will. But, you know, I'm going to give you a little rope to hang yourself. And if he goes out there and we're in early May and he's one and four and his ERA is over five, he may as well just keep walking because it's over. Right. And this he will is, never survive here. This is it. Yeah, no like doubt. Make or That's break, it. this is it. I agree. He's lucky it's not it already. And in my mind, it is. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, how you it works here. Him out. You Yeah, because of all the things you. I just said, it wasn't even about if he got hurt and then came he back was hurt and struggled. Though, in the spring. Understood. But I'm saying if he got hurt and that was it and struggled a little bit when he came back, I'd have a little more leeway with oh, it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not just that. Yeah. It's I that combined with those stuff that he said and the way that he behaved. Yeah. That's my issue with it. It's him. not an unfair observation. I mean, the one thing that Sal's doing is, you know, and body language matters. You know, certain people, they just look comfortable when they're in a certain spot, and some guys don't. You don't look comfortable here. Right. You can pitch to a 6 ERA in a year where you're off hurt and you're not pitching that much. That's understandable for a certain extent or forgivable. Yep. The other stuff that goes with it, that's not. To me, that's a bad recipe, and it's going to take a lot for him to get out of it. Uh, I, I hear you on that. I do. Joe's in Middletown. BT and Sal on the fan. What's going on, Joe? What's up, fellas? Joe. Hey, I love I love the show. Um, listen, I want to say one thing. I, I do think that you guys are overlooking the fact that the offense was so meager last year. And I do think that they've bolstered it up, fortunately. Oh, yeah. no, Joe, I think they're going to win 95 games. I'm, I'm, I'm more yeah. bullish. So, you know, I think that's more Sal and maybe some others. I think the Yankees are going to be outstanding offensively. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they were just 
boring to watch last year, and I think there's a lot of question marks with this team. And there's one thing that we don't realize, and Sal, you kind of, I think, have some hang-ups on this, frankly. I don't think that the Yankees will ever be that Yankee team of the late 90s, early 2000s of going and spending, spending, Yeah, but why not? You're right. I maybe do have hang-ups, but that's because they held themselves to the highest of standards. How could you then go backwards? I I agree with you. I think it's just a different brain trust nowadays. I think it's a whole different world, Major League Baseball. I think there's intricacies going on in back offices that we don't know about. I think guys aren't as attracted to play in New York as they used to be. Yep, I think that's a big part of it. Keep going. That that matters. And and that's just kind of the way it is now. And and you know what? I don't like it, but it's the way it is. And, Joe, the game's changed. I mean, back in the day, I mentioned – it came up, you know, whether and not that these guys were making massive money, but Ruben Sierra, Daryl, Cecil Fielder, Dave Justice, um, Chili Davis, like, you know, bringing in veterans, and they were all for the most part at a similar stage in their career. You know that that guy for the most part's been phased out of baseball, so the game has changed. Not only have the economics of the game changed, but and and the application of numbers that's obviously changed and infiltrated the game for me a little bit too much, even though I do lean on metrics with, with a lot of stuff uh, and analytics. You know, the, the Yankees are never going to have that massive financial advantage. Other teams have cable networks now. Remember, when the Yankees launched the Yes Network, that was in 2003, I want to say, is the first year. Uh, let me see. Yeah, roughly. Yes, I think it was 2000. Yes, it was 2003. Obviously, Marlins lose to the World Series uh, to them that year. And then other teams, you know, it was before SNY. Now, SNY is not as profitable as Yes, but it's it's a revenue stream. And other teams have followed suit, like Bally's and some other net network, regional networks. So the monetization of the game has changed quite a bit. The Yankees don't have the advantage they once did. Correct. However, they still could have had Josh Hader. They still could have had Corbin Burns. They still could have Blake Snell. I hear you. The old Yankees would have. So I, I, and I'm not saying the Yankees don't spend anymore. The difference is that the regime is not as it used to be. And the gap has been closed, which is something that they can't control. Because it used to be the Yankees spent, whatever, $50 million more than the next team. Yep. Well, now they don't even spend the most. Mm-hmm. It's not not only $50 million more, they don't even spend the most anymore. Yeah, but they're still top three. They're, right, but, they're always but, there. Well, okay, fine, but that's not good enough for them. And even if it is. But it just... should be. No, 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 I'm going to challenge you on this. It should be. The reason why it's not good enough is because Cashman has not done a good enough job. It should be good enough. Okay, but either way, Cashman's got a job for life. So which which one is it? Are you going to spend more money to make up for it, or are you going to find somebody new to spend the money because it's not working? And they're not doing either. And then then you expect things to get better. So if Hal's going to be reluctant to go over the top in spending, if Hal's going to be reluctant to make a change with Brian Cashman, if the Yankees as a whole are going to be reluctant to part with as many prospects as maybe they need to to get the extra player, then how are they going to get better? Mm Mm-hmm. It's fair. No, listen, Sal, you're bringing fair points to the table. I, I hear you. Um, I want to bring one thing. I was thinking about this driving home yesterday. So let me just look at this uh, as I draw this out. One, two, three, four. Okay. And I might be missing someone, but I don't think that I am. So we, one of the things about the Yankees, sure, the money matters, of course, but the Yankees were built, as most of you know, Obviously, Stick Michael. George is thankfully suspended for two years. Stick Michael could build the team the way he needs to. Yeah, well, I'd like to trade for Andy Pettit. Uh, We're not interested. He basically told George Steinbrenner, nobody wants Pettit. Nobody wants some of the young kids. And he lied because he wanted to keep them. Okay. And that obviously helped catapult the Yankees to all these championships. They would would accent accent the roster with, with some veterans. Boom. Where we go. 
Very quietly, though, the Yankees, who have not drafted well, suddenly you look up at some point this year, and you're going to see Judge in right field. You're going to see Dominguez in center. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Austin Wells behind the dish, and you're going to be, and you can see uh, Volpe at shortstop. So four out of nine, a little less than fifty percent of the starting lineup. One is the best player in baseball, maybe second if you think it's Acuna. The other flashed like he might be on track to be one of the better players in baseball. Granted, small in, in Dominguez. And the other guy just won the gold glove and basically hit 30 bombs and 30 steals. And Wells, I think, is going to be a lefty masher. So while they, they'll never re- recreate that template, I don't know that the Yankees are as far away from being what they used to be in, in terms of that in, in that organic building of a team than some people think. Right, but that's how they're thinking. And they thought that in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, and now again. And with different players. Correct. Yeah. Sanchez, and, and it Greg hasn't Bird. Worked. That's exactly right. Eh. Different younger core. Uh-huh. And it hasn't worked. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I like Volpe. I like Dominguez so far what we've seen. We don't know. Yeah. yeah Wells seems promising. We don't know. Yeah. Like, it could I go the you. same way of Bird, and maybe he could turn into a superstar. You don't know. And they're relying on that. Again, and doubling down on Judge staying healthy and figuring out that Ro- or, or thinking Rodon's going to bounce back. Like, listen, there's Sal, a lot of ifs for a team that said they're all in after are. a failed year. No, there are. They won 82 games last year. Like, the facts are the facts. That's the worst season they've had in 30 years. Oh, there's no doubt. Nobody's, listen, I, I was going to say nobody's excusing that. Right. I contextualize it, but I won't. Be. We know what happened in L.A. with the wall, with, with the injury. Yep. They, yep. they won 82 games, period. You are what you are, bottom line. I don't want to hear about why or what or doesn't matter. Radio, you get ratings or you don't. Baseball, you win or you don't. That's it. When your kid goes to school, they either pass or they fail. That's it. So you're you're not wrong, all right? But think about how 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 quickly it is changing. If if Wells becomes a player and Dominguez is what many of us think mm. he will be, you know, for years or for way too long, it was like Hicks and Gallo in left field. Neither one drafted right. by the Yankees. They have to bring in Bader because center field's a disaster. Obviously, judges judge. Rizzo's playing first base. Torres they acquire via trade. IKF was playing shortstop for a minute. They bring in Donaldson. Mm. You had a slew of catchers who were not from the system. Like, it, I, it, the money's the money. And the lack of championships since 09 is factual. But for too long, they weren't running out anybody that they drafted. It's changing. Now you have hope. It's changing. The difference between them and the Orioles, not only 19 games in the standings, mm. the Orioles young guys did it. Yep. They did it. They won a division. They were 19 games better than the Yankees. That is true. With so. the Yankees guys, it's, oh, if this guy comes back, uh-huh. if he does this, when he does that, they haven't done it yet. You're not wrong. I mean, I, 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 I'm going to push back when I can. He's not wrong. You're not wrong. All right. BT and Sal on this Friday. It is the fan as we inch toward the Super Bowl that neither one of our teams will be uh, anywhere near once again. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata here, 877-337-6666. So instead, we turn our attention, our lonely eyes, not to Joe DiMaggio. That's coming up soon enough with the Yankees and Mets. We turn our desperate, craving sporting eyes to the Knicks. I got to read that quote again, BT. I know we've been talking a lot about Brunson, obviously, and the Knicks and their chances to be a legit championship team, which they are. It's all you could ask for. Mm-hmm. They have a shot. They have a shot to win the NBA championship this year. To me, that's the most important thing. How they get there, they'll figure it out. They got to prove themselves in the postseason. But they legitimately, there's not hope. There's not blind Nick fandom. I don't even get caught up in that stuff. They legitimately can win them all. But just the story of Brunson, a second round pick. We know how the Knicks got him free agency. We know about his father. His father's saying, like, 
becoming an all-star last night, a guy who's now going to be a legit MVP candidate, as he should be, turning the New York Knicks around. There were t- his father. There were times where he wanted to be like me, talking about his son, Jalen, right? Oh, my dad's in the NBA. I want to grow up and be like him. And now at this point, I wish I could be like him. Uh, you read that quote a couple of hours ago, and it's one of the best quotes I've ever heard. Isn't that fantastic, Because man? it's the cycle, it's the cycle of life. That's what every, you know... Not just sports, you always hear, or sometimes you hear, like, the goal is to have each generation get better. Like, you know, my Italian ancestors, you know, you go back to, right. not two, but you go back th- three generations, they were in Italy. And then my mom's dad, on the my grandfather, had like five jobs, dude. He was right. fixing TVs, he was shoveling coal, he was fixing, um, I want to say vacuum cleaners, he was a short order cook. It's actually like those of us like that work in media now. Five, <laughs> yes, you need four or five yes. jobs. Yes, we, no, we, but, we cobbled together a livelihood. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Yes. And then, you know, then my dad became a detective and opened up his own business. And now here I am, a sportscaster. My sister does very well in finance. Right. Like, that's the goal. Like, for everybody to just to get better. Help the next generation yep. and the ones that follow that. But to see that quote. And off of the videos that we saw that went viral with Rick Brunson, you know, Running, Jalen into awesome. the ground. No, nope. do it again. Yep. Do it again. What do you say? Not fast here? enough. Lazy. Go back. Do it again. Do it again. And look faster. At, now, it doesn't mean that you can create that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, obviously, yeah. you have to have the 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 gift, the the God given ability, and you've got to have the kid who receives the message the right way. But it, that That's, is true. Without that, you're it's not. But but without dead. without that, and it's I'm not knocking Brunson's athleticism because I would never do that. But obviously his size is not something that is desirable, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the reasons why he fell. It's one of the reasons why people still to this day doubt him. So that makes him have to work that much harder, which he did. And his father knew it. So he pushed him to a point where now he's an NBA All-Star, one of the best players in the league, taking New York by storm and lifting the Knicks up. A team that his father once played for was a guy who saw the floor in garbage time. And yes. now Jalen Brunson is lifting this franchise up. To hear that quote to me, I mean, that's got to hit you with all the feels. That is just such a great quote. And the reality is that even if you don't get caught up in the feels, you get caught up in the reality of the situation that Brunson's doing this. Jalen Brunson is doing this for the Knicks, and they could be a championship team led by him. I Every shot that he takes, I think, is going in. Yeah, I mean, well, most of them do. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's the crazy thing. He's a high-volume shooter. Right. Takes a lot of shots. And he makes them. He makes a ton. See, I felt the opposite with Melo. When does Jalen Brunson? Yes. When does Jalen Brunson? I'm not saying there's none, but how often does Jalen Brunson go eight for twenty three? Like you just don't see that. It's a joy He's to unbelievable. watch. Unbelievable. And I liked what you said earlier too, BT. That while we're going to now evaluate this team in the postseason, which is the way that it should be, dive into each game of each round, every second, every possession. That's how it should be. While we do that or anticipate that, it is very important to. Enjoy this because what we're witnessing here is something special. I mean, God, it hasn't happened for this team in over 20 years. There's not one 54-win season out of nowhere with a team that wasn't very good. This team is legit, and it is fun to watch, and they have become must-watch basketball every time they take the floor, and we'll be again uh, tomorrow night against the Lakers. Maybe the most so far this year. I mean, the Denver big was big. The Denver game was big for us. Uh, it was a bit of a measuring tool. There's been a few other national games this year, but this is LeBron. This is the Garden. This is Saturday night. This is prime time. Let's go. You also don't want the streak to end at the hands of LeBron. Uh, you don't. You don't. I pulled up an old scouting report before he got drafted. Can I read you a line or two? Yes. With Jalen? Yeah. Uh, funny, because you know how they do player comps? And they'll tell you, this guy reminds me of this guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
This one I never, and I don't remember this in real time. They actually had Jalen Brunson as a player comp for Mark Jackson. Mm. Or Mark Jackson, a player comp for Jalen Brunson, probably a better way to say it. I never felt that because you know, maybe they're they're going off the lack of explosion and below the rim. But, I mean, Mark was, I, Mark Jackson may have had the greatest court vision of any person right. to ever touch a basketball in the history of basketball. Yeah. And Jalen is, is, is a different player. Yeah. Uh, let me give you these two sentences. Let's see here. Mm. If he can develop, if he can develop a more consistent floater, which we see every right. game four or five times, and pull up Jay, it would help make the decision making simpler while opening up angles uh, for him to succeed. The defensive end is where Brunson must make strides. Blah blah blah. Brunson's lateral quickness, effort, and willingness to contest shots leaves a lot to be desired. Mm which is concerning considering his relative pedestrian physical hmm. tools. Just shows you what you could do with these scouting reports. Wow, yep. Wow. How about that? And he seems to be the kind of kid who's got this screenshot on his phone. <laughs> who yeah. looks yeah, at this right. every day. He and, is, and it he should is not go a, it should not go hmm. unnoticed. We'll get back to the calls here in a second, Yankees Knicks. Should not go unnoticed that the Knicks not only did a great job identifying what he could be when they signed him. Dude, remember at the time people were saying they overpaid. Imagine that they they stole him. Yeah, they've gotten a great value, but based on the money, yes, yeah, twenty six mil. But more so, the fact that they surrounded him with his boys, and not that I would recommend doing that in general, but good players who complement him well, who also make him feel comfortable, and they're having fun together. You just look at the mellow Amari dynamic or the mellow Jeremy Lin dynamic. There was friction there. Melo wanted it to be his team. And you can look at other teams, too, by the way. You, we talk about the Mets and clubhouse stuff. Look at other teams where you know maybe certain guys don't feel comfortable enough to be the leader because of another presence on the team. Well, yep. the Knicks have done a nice job. I know Randall was there, and you give credit to Randall, too, who it was his team, and now Brunson has taken it over. Randall understands his role, and he understands he's an integral part of this, but also how good Brunson is, but also bringing in the glue guys that make it even more... Um, I, well, make the team obviously better in the chemistry, but make it easier on Jalen Brunson to succeed and have fun. We're never going to see this again. So not in our lifetimes. And and I brought this up when Sal was out the other day. Like, I don't know if there's some obscure, I don't know, I, I think I mentioned like the Syracuse Nats or the Minneapolis Lakers, even though George Mikan is not, he's the first big man, not obscure, or the Buffalo Braves. Like, I don't know, maybe there's or St. Louis Spear mm-hmm. from the ABA. Maybe there's some team, I don't know, uh, where they had like three guys, four guys from college because Archie Diakono's on the team, too. Right. And that will never happen again. Number one, kids don't stay long enough to play together that long. Not enough kids are going to be coached like by somebody like Jay Wright. I mean, this it's just its perfect. It's an incredible storm of just amazingness. It's its beautiful. Let me get Jimmy and Basking Ridge, BT and Sound on the fan. What's going on, Jim? You guys are moving markets right now, and you don't even know it. So... I called you guys earlier. No, I didn't call you guys earlier. I I listened to you earlier, and you're talking about Jalen Brunson's odds for the MVP. And BT said, I don't know, like plus 700. Yeah, I just guessed. Sal didn't know what plus 700 meant, but that's another story. No, I I knew what that meant, but I didn't know how to relate it to 100 to 1. Trust me, Sal bets. Yeah. Uh, Sal knows. Yeah, so I knew 700, (laughs) but I should have just done the math. 700 is obviously 7 to 1, and then we we learned that it was really 10,000 to 1 is 100 to 1, which is what it was last night. But... So now I looked at the odds right after you did that because I thought that was kind of high, and I saw 66 to 1. I just looked like 20 minutes ago. It's 40 to 1. 
So you guys are moving markets. Now, I don't well, think it's did us. We have, did we have anything to do, uh, anything to do with uh, Meta, which is up about $87 a yeah. share today? Did we move that oh, as no, well? I, I, got, I got another thing to, for you, BT. Yes. What do you think the odds are on, on Thibodeau winning the uh, Coach of the Year? Because he's on that trajectory right now. Three what to one? The odds Three to one? I'm just guessing. 30 to 1. Yeah, see, I would have bet both that. I would bet that with Tibbs at 30 to 1, and I certainly would have bet Brunson at 100 to 1. When my friend texted me that last night, 100 to 1, I was like, what? Yeah. I would have been more in line with you. I don't know about 7 to 1, but all right, maybe 20 to 1, something like that. And after last night, I would think whatever it was, it was going to shrink a little bit. The fact that it was 100 to 1, then, as the caller just said, down to 66 to 1, which I still think is a good value, Mm -hmm. to 40 to 1. Think about that. If you got in last night at 101, dude, you're over-doubling your odds on that return. I'm going to ask you some crazy stuff now. We yeah. just need yes or no's. And you have to very quickly factor mm-hmm. in where the player that I'm about to ask you, where they are in their career. Like, there's some things that you have to factor in fast, yep. okay? I'm going to throw player names at you. What I would do or what do I think is going to happen? No, no, what you would do. Okay. I'm going to throw a bunch of players' yeah. names at you, and I want you to tell me if you would, if given the chance, again, in this theoretical, wacky, uh, make-believe world here, if you had the chance to flip player that I mentioned for Jalen Brunson. Right. You ready? Right. Embiid. No. I agree. Doncic. No. I agree. Shea Gilgis Alexander's pretty good. That's uh, He's pretty amazing. Right. That's that's one I might have to consider. Uh, I'm, I'm saying no. And I'm not saying no because I think Brunson. I would emotionally say no. Yeah. Well, it's not only emotion for me. It's also seeing what he's done here. Yes, certain, good point. Certain guys can't do it here. Now, Luca, I understand all the talent. and Dude, look, he's lazy. He's not even in yeah, great shape ever. I, I honestly have always thought he was overrated and lazy, just watching his style of play. And then I was thinking, am I just off and, and watching a European player? Maybe it's different. Mm. But I've always felt that way. Okay. Anyway, point is, in New York, to do what Brunson has done, at his size, all the stuff he's had to overcome, I'm sorry, but I'm not trading that for anybody. Giannis. Except maybe Giannis. <laughs> I, I still, but I still don't think I would do it. Kind of like your, kind of your thoughts before about how you would want to turn down LeBron. No I understand. What. I understand that there's a lot of emotion involved here as well. Uh huh. But you're saying no. I, yeah. I, again, I don't think. Say I, it. I don't. I don't want Giannis yeah, over Brunson. I don't think there's any player. Let's say Brunson's would, better. I just don't want Giannis. Imp- I, I. The point is right. I want Brunson to sign a hundred-year contract. Right, he's I don't no, he's want him to ever leave. He, he's our, but I usually don't get caught up in the homegrown stuff, and I know that he's not homegrown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I love the R.J. Barrett trade, bringing in Ananobi, even though R.J. was homegrown. So it's not just that; it's that it's the way he's doing it. It's what he's doing and the way that he's done it, which to me makes it special. Yeah. And right or wrong, I'm not giving up on that in lieu of somebody with superior talent or better physical attributes in hopes that they could get it done here while he's doing it to the highest of levels here. You can't get much better than that. I got three more for you. Okay. Jason Tatum. No, I love Tatum, but no. Now, if you're asking me to rank these players. You're going to rank them higher than Brunson. Correct, yep. but, but I'm not trying. No, as much as I love Yo, Tatum. No. no and, I'm not. And, and Anthony Edwards. Oh. He's incredible. You dude. hit the one. And he's got an old school mentality. Remember what he said? Yeah. Hey, you got to stop sitting out these games as a as a rookie. You hit the one that I, I love, Anthony he's Edwards. He's my favorite player in the league. He's your favorite? Outside behind of, Brunson. Outside of the Knicks. 
Yeah, because he reminds me of MJ. He reminds me of Kobe. Yes. He's that yep, dude. Yep, he is. And he's a guy that would come here and thrive here. We would fall in love with him. I agree with that. Now, But still, no. No, me too. <laughs> no, pass. We're good. The thing about Brunson, I too, Edward, I know we don't really process this yet because he, he just kind of got here and he still has a couple of years to go on his deal. He's obviously going to eventually sign a contract extension here. He's going to age well because his game is about savviness and angles and anticipation it's not about, you know, being a blur. Like when Iverson lost that that, that right, twitch, that yep. he was also, you know, he wasn't doing his part off the court. Mm-hmm. He was out late, drinking, gambling. Like, he was a mess. No disrespect, but he was a complete no, he wreck. He was living a life, dude. He was a wreck. Yeah. And that's not going to happen with Jalen Brunson, who's as grounded as they come. He doesn't play above the rim. Like, nothing about his game is built on explosion or quick twitch. It's all built on the brain connecting to repetition. And that age as well. Look, I don't so, care how it good. ages. Just get it done you now. You got it when he signs that extension no. and he's 32. And 30, yeah, you're going to eventually that, care. Well, with those extensions, you understand that usually the back end is not going to be great anyway. But you, you, he's earned it. Uh-huh. Already he's he has, earned it. He has. He, and his number, deservedly so, is going to hang in the rafters. Ooh, we're going there? Well, don't you think? Well, you said, you, yeah, saying he's, he's on track. You, you said he's more impactful than you. Ain't. He's he, well, well, don't get me in trouble. That's what he, you said. He impacts winning night to night. I'll stand by this. And by the way, I when are we going to actually battle this and stop saying that we disagree? Well, I let's dis- go. I disagree Let, on that. Well, let's do it now. Well, I don't want to do a nasty well, I Nick do debate it now. on it. Okay. I want to do it now. Right. I think I believe. I strongly believe. I I swear to God, I believe this. That night to night and possession to possession, Jalen Brunson impacts winning more than Patrick Ewing. Yeah, I think you're crazy. Okay, uh, that's fine, but tell me why he doesn't. Because Ewing was the guy on a team with inferior talent. No, there's much. We already went over this. I think the Knicks are more talented now than they were in the 90s. Ewing, we're talking about an all-time great. Brunson's not there yet. I don't know if he'll ever be there. I think he's going to be an all-time great Nick. He's certainly the best in my mind since Ewing. I don't think that's saying much when you consider who they've got. Yeah, way better than Melo. I know people overrate Melo. We do not. His number will be retired when it's all said and done, in my mind, with Brunson. But come on, dude. You're, you're, it's easy to get caught up in the now recency bias. Ewing was the guy. Everything was surrounded or went revolved around him. Down low, he's the focal point of the offense, whether it's his turnaround jump, whatever. Everything ran through Ewing. Mm-hmm. Defensively, all runs through Ewing. Heart and soul, blood, sweat, and tears. Love the big fella. He love was, him. He was it. I know you do. I, I love him. It sounds like you knock him if you pick somebody else. No, no, no. I, no, not I, at I know all. you're not. Okay. There's more to these Knicks than just Brunson, and those Knicks were Patrick Ewing. Okay. They were Patrick Ewing. I agree. Now I've got a, a little – I'm going to push back here. Did Patrick Ewing have good hands? Uh, for a big man, yes. No, the answer is no. For a big man? For any man, the answer is no. no what do you mean for any man? Sal, just take my word for it. Patrick Ewing's hands in the post were bad. Oh, come on. Okay, I've you seen don't agree, but with... all right, they were bad. Was Patrick Ewing a clutch free throw shooter? Yes. The answer is no. Yes, he was. You have numbers to prove that? Uh, I don't need I, I, Put it this way. I never remember. I was terrified when Patrick oh, went to the no. strike play. I never remember. I, feel, especially the same guy? Yes. I mean, I, I think. Was Patrick That's, Ewing a good passer? The answer is no. Mm. And I'm going to ask one more thing, and this is very hard to prove. Was Patrick a great teammate? I don't mean about being reliable in terms of showing up. I think holding guys accountable, demanding mm. the most. 
I mean, you, you what? You're gonna go based off what Oakley said? In no, 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 days? not at all. No, I'm not. Uh, and I love Oak, but uh, you know, I think Oak's got a little lax to grind. No, 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 no. I, the only one I'll give you there is Patrick maybe... wouldn't even shave his head when they all wore the black sneakers and everybody shaved the domes in a playoff game. I know, but he's he's the big fella. He didn't yeah. have to do it. He didn't want to do that. Uh, and years later, he had no choice. To shave his head, <laughs> yeah. Ironically enough, remember Patrick chewing the uh, the stickers commercial? Patrick no, chewing. You don't, I don't remember, remember that. that. I Listen, remember he wouldn't shave his head. That yeah, I that bothered me. Th- this is not Patrick slander. All I'm saying is, if you watch, possession, maybe I'll give you the passer. He wasn't a great passer. He was a horrendous passer. I had no. The post. He I was had, an unwilling passer, and he was a sloppy oh, passer. Who's he going to pass it to? It doesn't matter. As much as I love Starks, nobody else is going to take that shot. I never worried. And this is again, this is a younger me. You know, 13, 14, 15, whatever. But I never remember feeling afraid when he had the ball down low. I was terrified. I never remember uh, remember feeling afraid when he was at the line. I was like, terrified. I felt like he was... What is his... You have his numbers percentage for the his career? Uh, for, right? uh, I, I would say, I would guess that it's about 76%. I might be off on that. Uh, I'm gonna. It's not in the 80s. I got it. I'm what do you got there? Here. Ewing stats, uh, real career, fast, bang. What is he 74. All right, so throw. I was a little bit... In, you know, I, I said 76. I gave him a little bit much. Now, go down. All right, what was his playoff career... There might not be a drop. I don't know this to be true. Uh, let's see. But I was so at the game when, when Hugh Hollins bailed out the Knicks because Patrick missed a free throw and they called the ridiculous we, foul on Scotty. What number do you want here? Free throw, uh, percentage. Free throw percentage in the playoffs. 72. Yeah, All right, seven, so he went 71. down. 71.8. Boom. Three so percent, go, 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 basically a 3% eight. drop. Points, uh, yeah, but, no, but there's no yeah, buts. Three percent worse. No, but you're also factoring in now in some time with Orlando. He didn't play many playoff the games with the Magic. Also, when he was hurt, he and didn't get the up. ball with the Orlando Magic. Yeah, he played four games. Uh, oh, come on, dude! How many free throws did he oh, take with Grant Hill? Ten of seventeen. Okay. Yeah, well, he shot fifty-eight percent. I mean, that's a you know nice little drop, dude. Uh, wait, wait, fifty-eight uh, percent over I'm the course of all of his playoff free throws Hold has on. a uh, minuscule impact on the overall percentage. What are you talking Hold about? On. He also shot. There were two seasons where he was. He played four <laughs> games: ninety-seven, ninety-eight, and then two thousand one, two thousand two with Orlando. Yep, where he had he minimal. Weird in that uniform. Well, yeah, both those years were the only years he shot under. Uh, under 60% at the free throw line. Anyway, minimal stuff. Um, just trying to think of his prime here. Let's see, 90... Pat's prime was really when Patino came because, you know... So 93-94. Yeah, obviously that's he, his prime, of course. He was 123 of 163, 75%. All right. Good. I mean, that's good. That's good. But I was worried. I was. You know, I again, I, I don't necessarily, I can't quantify this, although I did. There is a playoff drop. Right. But, and again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to dispat. I, so I love him. He's one of my all-time favorites. From that, all went, I'm saying is Brunson has the ball. I trust Brunson more. From that, he went to 68, 65, 64. There was a, a little bit of a drop off. There. Like, they would throw the ball, and I know we didn't have a lot around them. You're a hater. On no, I'm not. The they would fellow. throw the and like, I just, like, I would, they would fumble it, and it just never looked smooth, and it was a little... Listen, I think here's the difference, Sal. You were born in '79. Mm-hmm. You were so. What were you again in, in night like the early '90s? How old were you? Like that's what I was saying. Twelve, thirteen. Okay. I mean, I was. I think I was fourteen or fifteen in '94. Okay, and well, I know yeah, you, you were a great math. sports fan from yeah. from you know as early as you can recollect. I'm, of course, I'm not saying that I think you I were, started but, getting into it early '90s. But right? I watched it through a different prism because right. I was 18, 19. I was playing yeah. college ball. I I was more analytically more. I just because I was older. Right. And and I saw these deficient. He had bad hands. Jalen Brunson, free throw percentage. Brunson's the man, yeah. dude. Uh, postseason. Man. Yeah, let's see. Hold on. That's regular He's season. the man. Um, yeah, 84%. There we go. Concession well, again, or, but, or not? Well, I mean, is Brunson's. A, is that a concession? Yeah, Bru- Ewing's also a big, you know, seven-footer. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. You know what Patrick shot against Akeem Olajuwon in the 94 finals? I know you do, always you know. say that, Akeem. Okay, but, but do you know what it was? No. 37%. 
from the field. And that's all he had. Dude, you shot 30. You were a big man. Was, you didn't even shoot 40%. He was 40, the only not guy. Not 50. You didn't even shoot 40. As much as I love Starks and Oakley and everybody else involved, Ewing didn't have anywhere near the players that I Jalen Brunson I'm not going to fight that battle. I'm not going to fight that battle, but anyway. Yeah, so I think I won that one. Uh, oh, no, I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah. I don't even want to uh, win that because I don't want to pick apart Pat. I love Patrick. Patrick Ewing. Love him. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. All right. Today's Call of the Day brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Anthony and Manalapin. Everything would be better, BT, if you would just, whatever you drank this morning, not do it again because had not. <laughs> To sit there and say you wouldn't want LeBron James on this team is insanity. I don't want it's him. insanity. Okay, great. I don't want him. How could you sit there and say that if you're a real diehard? It's been 36 years for me. Okay. I have sat here through the Ronaldo Bulkmans. Me too. The Raymond Felton. That's the best point guard I've ever seen, maybe besides Stephon Marbury, mm-hmm. until this godsend came here. Yes. yes and and he sit is there a godsend. And say, With this team, yeah. we could actually pop, not, it was a rumor. We all know that. But the possibility of even coming close to landing LeBron James, you're, you're a championship team. You're don't there, want you're in it. I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want him. For what? You don't like him? I don't I can't I, stand I don't particularly guy. like him. If you want, I don't really like him that much, if you want me to be BC, honest with I you. I can't stand him. I'll have his jersey in every color. Okay. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> fine. that's fine. If he's a championship, so I'll get no, tattoo. And hold on a sec, bud. That's fine. But what Anthony from Benalapin is saying, he doesn't have an ounce of pride. So he's tell, that's what you're telling me. I, I guess I have none. Yeah. One one. I want championships. Yeah. I hear How you. How many have you seen? I got you. How I, many have you seen? I, listen, I think they could. With the I, Knicks, zero. I think they could get there without him. All right. And remember, that LeBron stuff was before they came out and squashed uh, a couple hours ago. That Because uh, there was a, you know, a little, little growing we rise. We knew, though, that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. We didn't position it as, oh, this report is... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's, it's going to happen. Now we we just we kicked it around a little bit, and I I meant it then. And uh, if, if if you know, clutch changes their opinion, or the Lakers change their opinion, or LeBron changes his mind, and you know he's back out there, and the, I I don't want him. He's amazing. I don't think he'd be a chucker. I know he'd conform. He is a brilliant artist on the court. I want to win without him. He did not want us when we were low, and I don't need him to jump in now. And he's not going to, but I just wanted to give you the context of that call. Right, understood, and I never thought it was realistic, but... But if no, it no were, no yeah, buts, turn it down, LeBron. Uh, Luckily, da- we don't have to deal with that. That is true. David <laughs> is in Stanford, Connecticut. BT and Sal on the fan. Dave, what's going on, bud? What's going on, guys? Hey. What's up, David? Long time listener, first time calling in. Hey, I just wanted to say, I uh, hope everything's okay there, Sal. Um, Thank you. But you've been yelling about this for a while, about how you, you disagree with BT, about how the Yankees don't seem to be all in, and this isn't enough. I totally agree with you, because Cashman, after they brought in Soto, was saying, oh, he's not the only piece. We want to make this a mecca of baseball. You got the Tokyo Dodgers out on the West Coast that are making the mecca of baseball. What are we doing out here? We're bringing in Stroman. What else? Like, it just feels like we're missing out on a lot of stuff. Yeah, they haven't the total- uh, they, they haven't Sorry. done enough, David. You're right. I've been saying it for weeks. And now it's more legitimate in some people's eyes because Corbin, uh, Corbin Burns is off the board. Not only is he off the board for the Yankees, he goes to the Orioles. Yeah, no, it's, it's a loser. It's um, I was going to say it's a loser move, but it's a power move for the Orioles, and it's a massive miss by the Yankees. I got a little Met news for you. I don't know if you saw this. What? I did see the two bullpen arms that they added. Not that. Not, not that. Right. It's a former player. I'm going to let you guess it. 
So a former player is going to join the Mets booth on SNY this spring as a part-time fill-in for Keith and or Ron. Do you know who it is? It's not Todd Zeal? Not Todd Zeal. Uh, it's not Blevins. Nope. Wait, hold on. So of a former Met yes. is going to join the SNY booth only in the spring. Uh, well, I mean, I, I would imagine this season as a part-time fill-in for, for Keith and Ron. Keith and or Ron. I'm just guessing here. I honestly have not heard this. Yeah, and I'm a little disappointed names. that I haven't. Cliff Floyd? No. I like oh, Cliff's great. He would be um, good. Cliff Floyd's a great dude. Can you give me the the years he played? Does that give it away? That would give it away. David Wright? No. Too obvious. Fan favorite. Although, was once dissed by somebody who will be in the booth with. A little twist. Straw? No. I thought maybe Keith this straw. No, 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 no. The Fan play, favorite. The, the play-by-player may have delivered a bit of a diss. Hmm. Daniel Murphy? Yeah. Oh, okay. When you think about that. Uh, I don't feel like Murph is going to be fantastic in the booth. Yeah, I don't know. I met Murph a couple of years ago, ran into him at the at a Rangers playoff game of all things. He seemed like a nice guy, but uh-huh. like uh, I never he was never like a no. personality guy. I agree. Yeah, interesting. I mean, yeah. I'll see what he could do, but definitely a fan favorite. Now, if he could talk kidding, it's phenomenal. So he's going to be a regular. What does it say there? I just Daniel Murphy is joining the Mets booth this spring as a part-time fill-in for Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling. Hmm. Gold says. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, personalities. I was always a Murphy. I remember I called him the Irish Hammer back in the right. day. Again, I know you liked him. SNY. I love him. I remember when I first started at SNY yeah. and you and Moose were the regulars on the wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. And I remember you guys having those debates. And as a matter of fact, maybe even you and I were getting into it. You we had loved, Murphy on the show yeah, a few you, times. You love Murphy. I love them. Yeah. And I loved them before he went bonkers. I always thought he was overrated myself. Yeah, I now, know you did. Now, I. The, the the one thing that I that drove me nuts about that with the Mets, I thought he was overrated because all he could do was hit. And it, prior to 2015 postseason, it wasn't even hit with power. I know. So he couldn't run, he couldn't field, and he was just a base hit type guy, which is fine. But like that was all he could do. So I thought he was overrated. And they shoved him down our throats for years. And then he goes nuts in October of 2015, hitting home runs left and right. And that's when they decide to let him walk. Like, come on, dude. It was typical Mets back he then. He was good, man. I mean, I'm looking at his couple of years after he left the Mets. Yeah, for... yeah, after he left the Mets. Great. <laughs> I mean, even with the Mets. I just don't run through that because Mets fans pretty much remember that. Mm, 47 doubles the first year at the Nationals. He's All-Star. a doubles machine. He was. 43 doubles the next year, all-star. Oh, he could hit. I mean, it's He no... was a hitter, man. Well, all... his OPS with the Nats was 985 that first year dude. and 928. Dude, when he – but mm. that's the thing. Like, he just figured something out in he the did. postseason of 2015. That's when you're going to decide. All these years, you're yeah. shoving him down our throat as he's the guy, the guy, the guy, the Irish ham, and the Mets love Murphy. Yeah. And, and he goes nuts in the postseason, and they say, oh, you know what, we're going to let him go get Neil Walker. Like, come on. Oh, God, Neil Walker. I'd be interested to see. I wonder, if Murph, too, Neil I wonder if Murph will be able to uh, stop by the studios and hang out on the on the couch at baseball. I think so. I mean, you know, he's still in his thirties, late thirties, still in his thirties. Maybe he tried, didn't he try to come back last year? He did with the Ducks. He, no, he didn't try right. to. He did come back. I, what did he hit? No, didn't he get signed by the Angels? Oh, Remember you're right. He, you know, they did. You're right. They, the Angels signed him to a minor league deal. Hey, Huff, what was? Uh, you probably don't know off the top of your head, but maybe doing the pod with with Evan. Did Murph hit with the Ducks? 
He was raking. Did he hit a little bit? I think he hit a home run his first at bat. Did he really? But I think he was raking to a point where he got back to getting a minor league deal. So that would have been last year when he was 37 because he's 38 now. Yeah. I mean, the guy had. He had major uh, issues with his knees. I know he did. He had almost 1,600 hits. Dude, but. he retired basically when he was 34 and a half. Here's my thing thing about Murphy. Yeah. And and you should know this because we talk about this all the time, like watching baseball players. He never looked the part. Never. I he's, disagree with that. He's not a middle infielder. Well, ever. that's that's true. Right, but that's where they were. He was but he playing. became competent at second base. He, was, he, was, he became uh, competent. competent. He's not a second baseman. I've watched baseball right. my whole life. He couldn't move. He had no lateral movement, no yeah. quick feet, no nothing. But he caught it. He could play third a little bit, and he could play first. But at the time, I forget what was going on. Even Mets had right at third base. Yep. And who knows what the hell was going on at first? Who was playing first? Was that uh, was that the lefty um, Duda? Uh, yeah, I, Lucas Duda yeah, or Ike Davis. That was probably more Duda. Actually, maybe that was even they, after um, after they had already moved Murphy. I, I don't know. Whatever. I just to <laughs> me, he never looked like a player. All he could do wow. was hit. I think he looked like a player. Selling our boy short, man. Yeah, anyway, look good in the uniform. You love him because he's a lefty and because right. he's Irish. That's right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's true. I get it. All right, BT and Sal back here on the Fan One Forty One. Brandon Tierney, Sal, the Cotta Show, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. It is February second. As we, um, you know, start to slowly emerge from our post-holiday slumber. You know, looking at the weather report 10-day. A lot of 40s. Next Friday is going to be like 55, 56. Try to get the kids out on the turf field. Get them out of the, uh, the indoor have been over? winter training stuff. Eh, well, we don't I'm, know. I'm not going to say that. Okay. But I'm, I'm looking at the next 10 days, and we're in pretty good shape. And that brings us up to right around the middle of February when, obviously, pitchers and catchers report. Uh, and, of course, this Nick energy, which is palpable. The city is aflame. You know, I, I don't expect them to do it, but, man, if St. John's ever messed around and knocked off number one UConn tomorrow, mm. you know, the Rangers, Shesterkin gets his act together. Uh, you know, listen, as depressing as the Jets and the Giants were, Sun's coming out on the New York scene a little bit, Sal. Yeah, a lot of ifs in there. Well, and take it for what it is right now. Knicks are good, and everything else is disappointing. Even the Rangers, Islanders, disappointing. They Mets offseason. I'm being honest. Mets and Yankees had a terrible offseason. Relative to the expectations, we're all thinking. Think about this. If one of them landed Yamamoto, totally different story. Oh, you imagine. Oh, because that would have been the offseason for either the Mets or the Yankees. Like, yeah. the Yankees could have had Soto and Yamamoto. They tried. I, I know. They tried. Oh, not hard enough. Well, and and the same thing with the Mets. Like, the Mets could have had Yamamoto. Yeah, it would have been a totally enough. different field. Well, they didn't get him. Bottom line is neither of them got him. So... <laughs> Two disappointing off-seasons. Mets didn't do anything. Yankees didn't do enough. That's the problem. Let's get back to you guys here. Hammer these phones. Dan Barry Gordon with BT and Sal. What's up, Gordon? Hey, guys. I have two quick historical perspectives on the Knicks. One is on Anunoby. You know, there was a precedent set um, with a trade like that when we got to Busher um, from the Pistons for Bellamy and Comise, right? Exactly the same thing that happened with Ananobi. Um, Reed went and uh, played center. Didn't and, that allow uh, – I might I, listen, this is before my time. Didn't that allow Bill Bradley to switch positions? <clears throat> um, yeah, because Cassie Russell, they were they were shifting back and forth with Cassie Russell, yep. and Holtzman just decided Bradley was a better fit with the Busher. And so that trade was just a lot like the Knicks took off big time. Okay, number one. The other thing is, this for both of you, I think you guys have a – uh, a slightly incorrect skew on um, Brunson versus Ewing. I don't think Brunson should be compared to Ewing. To me, Brunson compares to Frazier, all right? Because 
to me, Ewing is just more one-dimensional, you know, offense, rebound, big bang. No, 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 Patrick blocked shots. What do you mean one-dimensional? Well, wait, 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 wait. No, let me, let me, let me. Oh, all right. Frazier, Frazier brought the whole team with him, which is exactly what Brunson does. You know, I'm not saying anything wrong about Ewing. Ewing was an all-time great. Yep. I'm saying when you when you compare Brunson to any of the great Knicks, it's Frazier because Frazier. Well, they played the, the same flow. position. Yeah, but here's the problem with that. Yeah, we both yeah. didn't watch Frazier play in his prime. I so we didn't watch him play at all. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, I didn't know how. No, I understand. That's why I'm went. bringing it to you. I'm 66. I started watching <laughs> when I'm 12 years old. So right. Well, we got to, but we got to speak to what we know, and yeah. also not go back to no disrespect. We're not going to go all the way back there. We go back to the last time the Knicks were this good. And that's what Patrick Ewing. The last time the Knicks had a player this good wasn't Walt Clyde Frazier. Yes. It was Patrick Ewing. That's why we're using that reference point, not to mention that we lived through it. Yeah. Some would so, say Mello. We wouldn't. Right. But right, some exactly. would definitely say Mello. Some would say a young, healthy Allen Houston. Some right, would. Right. You know. I would not. No, me neither. I mean, not quite, some people not... throw in there a call brought up Marbury before. Now you want to talk oh, about Marbury? Yeah. I'm just, oh, a call brought on. him up before. Well, you're talking about point guard, I guess, specifically, too. I got you. Marbury was a great talent. He but, was. You know. I mean, come on. They didn't it, win. The, the last yeah, and time. he fell apart right, here. As a, I know it was ugly. Oof. The, the last time for me as a Knicks fan, I remember watching a singular player as good as Jalen Brunson. It was Patrick Ewing, who was one of the all-time greats. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Not Carmelo Anthony, not anybody else. It was Ewing. Now, you want to go back and compare to Clyde? Sure. I mean, I understand why you do that. Yeah, he's, position, position. He, he's the greatest point guard since then. Yep. All right, I mean, is there even a competition? Um, No. No, I don't think so. I really don't. So I look at it this way. I mean, Mark way. Jackson? I love Mark. Mark. I know. He's I, one but of my you, old, you, nah, you, in there? you can't put Mark okay, there. Okay, right. Even though he did win the Rookie of the Year right. back in 87, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right, so you go Clyde Frazier. And let me let me just connect this thread because it's not about me not loving Ewing. I do. I, but I think this will reinforce my point. Even if you don't agree, I just want you guys to understand further why I say what I say. That possession to possession, Brunson impacts winning more than Pat. Frazier, Ewing, Brunson, right? Creating that... Chronological mm-hmm. advancement of stars. I didn't see Clyde play, but I would imagine whenever Clyde had the ball, Nick fans felt right. we good. Clyde's got the rock. He's going to get us in the, the you know, going to get get us the, the ball to the right guy. We're good. Um, Brunson has the ball. No matter where he has it, mm-hmm. we all have supreme confidence something good's going to happen. Now you disagree with this. Hundred percent, I disagree. But with I think more say. people are with me on this, and and I don't say that about opinions, but. You were young when you watched Pat. I, 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 well, believe, I admitted. I told you. Yeah. I, I'm watching it from a, you know, early teens, mid-teens. It's a different process. It's your, it's your guy. It's your right. superhero. You're not quite maybe as um, critical in certain spots. But either way, when Patrick had the ball, I, I still was blame the rim. I still blame the rim for that, uh, the, mis- the mislay up there. <laughs> Uh, the rim well, must have been off. Patrick no. couldn't have missed that. You know what was off? It was his calf. Remember, he had yeah, the stocking. And he was in between dunking, uh, laying it in. Come on, you're right there, big fella. Uh, lay it down, Put brother. It Yoke it All back. All right, so you're watching this as a little bit older than I am. Yeah, so to me, I didn't see Clyde Frazier play, but I would imagine the level of confidence through the supreme confidence. Brunson, for, for I think for all of us, supreme confidence. Patrick, I was worried. I was worried he was either going to double into a, a, a dribble into a double team. Now, the other thing about Pat, you got to remember, when they, they would always double him because they didn't really fear anybody, except like when Houston came and a little spree later on. They didn't fear anybody. And he wasn't the same then anyway. He wasn't. Yes, yeah, true. Those were spree Houston Cambys teams. That's true. Uh, agreed. They did. He was not a good passer. 
He just wasn't. He didn't recognize the double. He wasn't a willing passer. He didn't have great hands. So when the ball was thrown to Pat, here comes the second defender from the hype, usually from from the top, you know, for drop drop a guard down or whatever. I mm-hmm. uh, he'd get flustered. And it I I as great as Pat was, I remember too many moments, big moments, where he got flustered. And I remember feeling that, like, oh come on, Pat, don't mess this up. Oh, come on, Pat, hit yeah, this free I throw. I felt it. I, I, I definitely had a different perspective on that. Okay. Ewing could do no wrong. He'll always be the greatest Nick that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I love Brunson, and I think he could be there, but I still, it's not like I trust him 100% the way that I felt like I did when I was watching Ewing. Yeah, okay. Kevin's in freehold. What's going I, on, Kevin? I also, by the way, trusted Starks every time he was letting one letting one rip. So you know, it shows, oh, you the, shows you the perspective. Yeah. Shoot it again, Johnny. Let one it go. More. Let yeah. it fly. <laughs> What's up, Kev? Hey, guys. How are you today? Good. Listen. But first of all, Ewing, worst hands in the league. We always said it growing up. The worst. Mm, worst hands. Chris Webber, best hands in the league. Ewing, worst hands in the league. But it was still our guy. Yep. Um, God, Bridges, guys. Bridges. Bridges is the third of a big three. He fits in now. The league is wide open. We're not afraid of anyone. Let's get Bridges. You're not getting it. Throw four number ones at them. Our number ones in the last amount of years amounted to Frank Nilekina. Listen, I get it. Different, different organizational decisions. I get it. Bridges, you, you're, you're there now, and for what? A bunch of number ones who never pan out yep. to anything. Because oh. you know we're going to pick 18th to 24th in the first round, and we're afraid. New York is buzzing. This is it. Yeah, he plays perfectly Kev, with those Kev, guys. Kev, Kev, you're forgetting one very important aspect. The Nets aren't doing it. For four first rounders? Nah, they're, not they're not doing it. They're not doing it. He's the guy they're so. building around. They're not so. doing it. It's no. never going to happen. They're not. I'm would you want the Knicks to do that for the Nets? If the Nets were yeah, right. where the Knicks are right now, would you want to give them that, that theoretical final piece to go on a maybe a championship run and – you know, mess around and win one or two the next four four years or five years and get to a cup. No, you wouldn't want the Knicks to help them. Uh, it's just not going to happen. They're, they're I not agree. Give, yeah, they're not giving up. Uh, I'm trying to see where this is. A former Nets executive said oh, that. Oh, who said uh, that? I don't. I think this is anonymous not Bobby here. Marks from years ago. Mm, what's the college yeah, maybe with it Bobby? Is Marks, I went actually. to college with Bobby. Did you might, know that? It might be, I did not know that. Yeah, no. Football player, great dude. Uh, he said. And now again, I'm not taking. I'm just using common sense, and I just googled it real quick, yep. and this came up. Uh, and again, I don't even know where this is from. I could look it, uh, look it up and give credit to it. But Bridges to New York is not going to happen. If you want proof, rewind back to 1983, the last time the Knicks and Nets made that trade. Is that Richardson? Uh, the Knicks sent a 1984 second-round pick to the Nets for Len Elmore. Lenny Elmore, the big um, man. Yeah, college basketball. During, he played at Maryland, Lenny Elmore. During his 20-year tenure in New Jersey, there were no trade conversations between the two teams. Now, that that's not why. I mean, that's just a part of it. But uh-huh. this is – where the hell is this? This is – oh, Daily Knicks, I guess, has this by Jordana yeah, Clark. Yeah, I know Daily Knicks. Yeah. yeah, this is an article on January 31st. Jordana Clark wrote this. So, okay. anyway, that's just one thing right there. That that would give you somewhat of an example, but use common sense. Yeah. Why would they ever trade him? Nah. They, I don't care if they're trying to strip it down or not. You build around that player. You're not trading to the Knicks of all teams. What if they made the Knicks take Simmons to get rid of him? I want. I don't care if you bring <laughs> me back Derek Coleman and Kenny Anderson, uh-huh. Drazen Petrovic. I'm not. I don't want Ben Simmons ever, 
Ever, attach whoever you want to him. Michael Jordan. Yeah. I want no part of Ben Simmons. I don't even like the fact that he's in Brooklyn. Boy, he's, he's, too, too he's too close to close comfort. To the, he's too close I don't to even the want garden. Ben Simmons in the vicinity. Get his ass out of here. He is the biggest disappointment. And I want to use other words, but I, I nah, won't because it's a family show. Yeah. He's the biggest disappointment for a professional athlete that I've ever seen in my entire life. And guess what? Worst than Manziel? The, the worst I'd ever seen. Because at least those other guys come out and say, you know what, I was a partier, I didn't put work in, yeah. I admit I had an issue. He, This guy thinks he's a superstar. He yeah. dresses like he's on, on a fashion show, and he doesn't play. <laughs> he doesn't, he, doesn't play. he, he doesn't just doesn't play. play. He doesn't. He, he, doesn't he play. is. He's the worst. And, BT, think about it. It's for a team that I don't have any emotion to whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He's so awful that it bothers me, and I don't even care about the team that he's on. It's pathetic, actually. It's nah, a space yeah. of sports. I was just asking. I didn't, I didn't think yeah. you get that wrong. Sorry. But no, it's all good. So you don't feel like that's disrespecting the sport, what Ben Simmons has done It here? drives me nuts. Okay. I don't pay him any attention anymore. Like, right. he's out of my mind. You know, I've, I've gone through the... Remember, Teague and I will talk about him a little bit nationally. You know, right. and I'm right. just... Well, who cares about Ben Simmons? I'm not here to disrespect him. I don't know him, but it is what it is. So, what about... And just, just to entertain this for a second. Again, it's not going to happen. What if Mikael Bridges was like... Now, after this year, he's got two years to go at very manageable money, 23 and 24. Right, so why would they give that up? They wouldn't unless he went to them and held them hostage and said, no matter what, I'm out. Now, if I'm them, I look to the West Coast. I try to, you know, I I say, okay, I probably have to acquiesce at some point. Otherwise, he bolts for nothing. But if he ever does a power flex, like, you know, and the Nets, uh, the Thunder have a lot of picks, too. There's other teams that could jump in, but, I mean... I won't say zero percent. I'll say inside of inside of one percent. Well, what if he said, "I want to go to the Knicks. I want to get traded to the Knicks specifically." I, mean, I don't know. Like, I, could could somebody do that and have that pay off? It's been done before, right? But sure. say specifically to a team, the Nets could it's just been say, done Screw before. You, we're not doing it. It's I'm been t- done before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Force his way to one specific team. It's been done before. It's happened. It's not happening. Don't even get your hopes up. It's not happening. And this is what I have a problem with fundamentally. Let's just say it could happen. Worry about that when it happens. I know, I know. Like, Uh, you're taking away from, and the way the call was, they need bridges. They need, no, no, no. You have Brunson. You have Randall. You have Ananobi. Like, enough. Enough with the begging for more. You could get it, and maybe little tweaks here or there. They don't need it. They're already a championship contender. When are we going to a Knicks game as a show? And I, when do we go? Who's footing the bill for that one? It's like 300 know, bucks to get in. Evan will give us the tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I don't want to sit in his seats up on the bridge. If I go, I want to be able to see <laughs> something. No, I will do respect. I mean, he's a Nets fan. He's buying season tickets on the bridge. Well, he's making money. Yeah. It's, an, it's a I business it. investment. Yeah, whatever. It's actually not a bad move. Yeah. Oh, you want to do that as a show? I don't want to sit up there. Yeah. Yeah, see? <laughs> exactly. No, we'll, I we do see where I can tap I was into. actually working on something. Game. We we got yeah. end, maybe end of February. I could do end of February. Yeah. yeah, we we should go to the Garden. Absolutely. Show I mean, I'm going to the Garden the, they tomorrow. Play the Warriors at the end of February. No, not that game. It's got to be a game with a nondescript opponent. Uh, why? A little oh, bit easier to get access. Yeah. To get. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I go to the Garden all the time. I just don't go for the Knicks yeah. anymore. Right. <laughs> That's a little bit easier access to go see the Johnnies. Uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm working. No, I, well, I'm just saying if I wanted to go, you know, if we oh, if you want to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you guys that. I know. Oh, I want to go see the tough because it's number one UConn. Any other game you guys want to go? I'll take care of you. They're going down tomorrow, Johnnies. I mean, listen, they lost by a point up in stores, and UConn didn't have their best player, their big man, who is a future pro. I think UConn's the best team in the country. 
Do I think St. John's wins? I don't. They need a win like that. They don't. They yeah, don't. they don't have. They have no bad losses. They don't have the massive win yet. They're still in good shape. They're still an NCAA tournament team. I think it's. I, and I've also seen St. John's beat Duke when I didn't think they had a chance. Good luck. They got a chance. Good luck. Maybe you get that, and maybe the Yankees actually signed somebody over the oh, weekend. Oh, all right. How's that bullpen <laughs> looking there, buddy? For, with no leads to protect. You signed like seven bullpen arms. Too bad you're going to be losing nine to two every night. All right, Sal. I get the last word today, sucker. <laughs> Have an awesome weekend, guys. We will sketch you uh, Monday at 10. We got Evan and Tiki coming up next. Bye-bye. No one f***s with BT and Sal. BT and Sal do the fucking. You understand? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.